everyone remain calm. Yeah, ooh, ah, that's how it always starts. And later there's running and screaming. Somebody talk to me, what is happening? Welcome to Jurassic World. You're listening to the Jurassic Park Podcast. You want to consult here or in my bungalow? <laughs> Hold on to your butt. Well, we're back. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the 157th episode of the Jurassic Park Podcast. I'm your host, Brad Jost, and we're here to discuss all things Jurassic Park. In this episode, we're going to dive right into the news to discuss Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom's box office in the second week of its release here in the United States. We'll look at the new blue figure from Chronicle Collectibles and Celebrated Birthday. After that, we'll present our monthly Jurassic Mailbag with none other than Jennifer Tarek for the month of July. It is finally post-Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom also post Jurassic World Evolution, post the evolution of Claire, and this is the mailbag episode to celebrate all those things. We have so much to cover. It's a very, very long episode. <laughs> I can't believe how long it is. We covered all the questions and concerns because everybody is still processing this. We're still processing it. We're kind of there processing it along with you guys. Uh, and um, like I said, it's very long. And if you have not seen the movie, try to stay away from this episode because we dive right into all the spoilers. We don't hold back at all for anything related to Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom. We kind of we stay away from the evolution of Claire spoilers for now, so that's safe. But as far as the movie is concerned, we talk about it all. Because you guys called in, wanted to know about everything, so we relayed all that information to you. And in case you guys want to be a part of the next mailbag, you can call our voicemail line at 732-825-7763. Email us any kind of audio file or questions to JurassicParkPod at gmail.com. Or head to our contact page at JurassicParkPodcast.com to fill out our contact form. Now, even though you haven't heard this month's episode just yet... We're already collecting questions for the next mailbag, so make sure to contact us. And one thing here before we get the show underway, last week we had a bonus episode which was Extinction Level Jurassic Park and the recap of episodes 1 through 25. Uh, Arjun put together a big recap episode so that you can kind of catch up if you haven't heard or just refresh your memory um, with all those things related to Extinction Level because the final episode is coming up next week. Um, It's been a wild ride, it's been a ton of fun and if you want to kind of refresh your memory before next week's episode, make sure to go back and listen to that recap episode from last week finally we actually have no bonus episodes this week we're it's july jurassic june is over and we're cutting out the bonus episodes we had i think somewhere like around 11 episodes in june in june and it was crazy there was so much content i i kind of felt bad you know overloading your podcast feeds with all that content so actually now No more bonus episodes for now. So unless something big, major comes around like it used to in the old days, uh, you know, that's the only time we're going to put out bonus episodes from here on out. 
But enough of all that. This is a seriously packed episode. Jen and I talked for, I believe, two hours and 40 minutes with all your phone calls and emails and everything. So, yeah, I apologize. This is very long. I hope you enjoy it. We had a lot to cover. And like I said, if you stay away from the spoilers, then maybe bypass this episode because we definitely dive into everything related to Jurassic World, Fallen Kingdom. But for now, let's start everything off with a bit of Jurassic news from around the world. 18 minutes and your company catches up on 10 years of research. Access main program. Access main security. These pictures were taken in hospital in Costa Rica 48 hours ago. I don't want to jump to any conclusions, but look. Boy, we ain't been right all the time. But today, I guarantee it. So we have a Fallen Kingdom box office update for you. In its second week here in the United States, it pulled in an estimated $60 million. Now that figure is 59.5% under last week's total, but it brings the film up to $265 million after just 10 days released here in the United States. I know throughout the week, the movie actually pulled in some decent numbers, you know, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, all that. So there was actually some really good numbers going on throughout the week so it's now up to 265 million dollars so right now it looks like worldwide Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom stands at 932.4 million dollars very close to 1 billion in just a few weeks time that is awesome that is so fantastic and the film has not yet released in Japan where it will be released on July 13th summer is about to get a little bit more busy here for the box office so hopefully Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom can pull in some decent numbers throughout the rest of the week and next weekend for more information on the box office head to the link in our show notes Chronicle Collectibles and Prime One Studios are working together to create a one-sixth scale blue statue from Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom. Chronicle Collectibles is actually the official distributor for Prime One Studios and this one-sixth blue statue. It looks pretty fantastic. I'm liking this one quite a bit. And it looks like this one will run you $749 US with payment options for full price, three months, six months, and 10 months. Here's a few details from the sculpt itself. Size is approximately 16 inches tall, 26 inches wide, 18 inches deep. It's an exclusive version that includes one antique gold, one-sixth scale baby blue, approximately four inches tall, 6.5 inches wide, and 4.5 inches deep. It's an exclusive version that's limited to 500 units worldwide. So make sure you pre-order this item before August 22nd. So there you have it. It's a very nice looking product. And uh, specifically, I really like the, the bronze or gold, whatever it said it was, uh, little baby blue statue. It looks very cool. I like that one quite a bit. But if you want to check this one out, we have some pictures and the links to purchase it in our show notes. <laughs> Lastly, here in the news, we just wanted to wish a happy birthday to Vanessa Lee Chester Kelly from The Lost World. Her birthday is Monday, July 2nd. Everybody reach out to her on social media, Instagram, Twitter, wherever you can find her, and wish her a happy birthday. Oh, there it is. There it is. Jurassic Mailbag. Mailbag. Mail. It's 
Tonight's Jurassic Mailbag with Brad Jost and Jennifer Tarek. Welcome back to another edition of the Jurassic Mailbag. We're in the after, folks. This is it. This is the post-Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom Mailbag for July. I brought along Jennifer Tarek to kind of sift through everything in this ginormous bag. It's full of mail and voicemails and messages and everything from you guys. I am super excited to dive into this. Jen, are you ready? I am so excited. I got my coffee. I'm in the work bathroom. Like, this is what we're doing today. (laughs) That just explains all. I'm ready to go. I'm so excited. How do you feel? How do you feel in the after? Oh man, it's a it's a crazy feeling. It's a there's a whole lot of after. It's after evolution. It's after both evolutions, yeah. Claire and the the video game and the movie and oh god, it's just it's a crazy time. And I I didn't know how to feel at first. Uh, we've talked about that. Everybody heard our mm-hmm. um, you know spoiler cast with Chris Pugh and and everything. So they heard our sort of disappointed feelings in a way. Like we weren't necessarily. I don't think how we are today, right? So how, how how much have you changed since that moment? I've thought about this. So I went through evolution and <laughs> and um let's see. I at first, yeah, at first I was like, ugh, but I'm on my seventh time now because I've been taking every single person I know Seven. individually. Wow. You All know right. why? And, well, this counts. This counts the uh, screening and this counts the premiere and then um so really just five with regular people. And I've been taking everybody that I know individually because I don't want people talking over each other when they tell me about their experience. I want to hear each story like separate and isolated and have a conversation with people. So I've seen it seven times at this point. Um, And I'm seeing it actually tomorrow, Tuesday with my mother. So that's that'll be eight. But um, and the more I see it, the more I like it. And the more that I see it, the more it comes into terms with it's not the sequel I wanted, which I think is my initial reaction to it. It wasn't the movie itself. It just wasn't the sequel I wanted, so I didn't love it. But now that I can appreciate it as a film, I think it's done well. I still have a, a few problems here and there, but because it's not the sequel I wanted, it's not the story I wanted, I don't love it as much as Jurassic World, but I don't hate it by any means, and it's growing on me. Yeah, I'm uh, I'm a, probably a little bit higher on it than you are, though. Um, I didn't know how to feel that first time as you did, and ever since then, I've I'm only on my third time. But it's a movie that I can say like I don't feel like I need to stop at my third time because a lot of big movies that come out, I'll see them like maybe three times, and that's it. This one, I'm kind of like I gotta keep seeing it. Like I don't want to stop. I just want to yeah. keep going back to the theater, and that's a problem. But I can't help it. Like it's it's enthralled me, and I just love this movie. Um, and yes, I do have some issues with it here and there, but I think it is so much fun. And I don't understand a lot of the criticisms that are out there. Um, I can see some people's perspectives, but sometimes they're just a little overblown. I think personally, but. I, I'm having a great time with this movie. I absolutely love it. Uh, and we're going to talk all about that tonight. But we want to hear from everybody else. So we have a ton of voicemails and, and a few emails and things here. So why don't we just kick it off? We, we're we're going to be here all night. You guys are all, yep. all going to be listening to this for days probably because it's going to be split up. You're not going to be able to listen to it straight because it's going to be super long. And I'm just extending it by saying how long it's going to be. <laughs> so <laughs> why don't we d- dive into the first voicemail here. Kick it off with a bang here from Veronica. 
Hey guys! What's up? It's Veronica! Hey Brad. Hey Jen. I don't know hey. about you guys, but it smells <laughs> to me like it's time to talk about the Fallen Kingdom. Okay, so first, <laughs> before we get in anything, and I will try to make it, you know, like, quick and short as possible, because I have, like, this anxiety with your mailbox, Brad, that I feel like it's going to hang up. So, anyway, <laughs> this question is for Jen. Jen, what the hell do you do that you get to meet Bryce Dallas Howard and, and you got to take pictures with Colin Trevor? What are you doing with your life that I'm not doing? Because, like, you're so unbelievably lucky to have met all of these people. Like, I just need to know what you're doing so I can, like, I don't know, use that and do something different and meet, like, other famous people because, like, that's really awesome and that's really cool. And, uh, yeah. Anyways, guys, so back to the topic, Fallen Kingdom. I've seen it twice now. The first time I saw it with my dad and my sister, and then the second time I saw it with Amy. Yes. And <laughs> I've just been left speechless, honestly. I, I, this was like a really, really good movie, you know, and I know that we're going to be calling once again to break down more of the movie, but like right now my initial thoughts was that I really actually enjoyed it. I thought that it brought back that, that, um, that just respect and kind of care for the dinosaurs knowing what kind of animals where they are but also the fact that we have to feel for these animals you know like it was just there was so much going on oh my god and I I really was surprised with the amount of plot twists that they were putting in um I really wasn't expecting that one with uh uh Lockwood's uh granddaughter that one I feel like we didn't really need that but that was just an interesting twist there Okay, and last point, because it's kind of been all over the place. Can we just talk about how dinosaurs are in America right now? Can we, can we, what? <laughs> you know, like, I don't know about you guys, but I was expecting them to, like, just take them all back again. Like, this, like, this is what I was thinking. But then now they're loose. Holy crap. What is going to happen in the next installment? Like, do you guys know? Do you guys have any thoughts? Can we you, know. like, break down <laughs> we got what I just thing. bit at you guys? Can you just tell me what I've said? Because, like, I don't even know what I'm saying. Okay, guys. Um, that was a lot, I know. <laughs> I said it real quick. But I was really happy with this movie. I really loved it. I want to hear your thoughts. Please, please tell me. And uh, see if you can make sense of what I just said. Okay. I love you guys. Bye. <laughs> That was awesome. And yeah, that that perfectly right. describes how I f- think we're feeling right now just because it's so awesome. Yeah. Yeah, I'm feeling a lot better about it now. So what, but, um, what are some of the things? Oh, so you, how do you know? How 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 are you meeting all these people is what she wants to know first off. <laughs> okay. Um, okay. I'll, I, I guess I'll tell a quick little story then. Um, well, as everyone knows, I do the Bryce Dallas Howard Network for three years. So the answer to how I'm going to do this is – Three years of blood, sweat, tears, pain, agony, no sleep, two jobs, basically. It's very, very, very time consuming. <laughs> right now, I was I, I was saving 190 videos before I did this. It, it's constant work, constant, constant, constant. So it's that. Bryce sent, gave me premiere tickets. She's like, hey, come on, come, come to this. It'd be a pleasure to have you. And I'm like, sorry, what? And then I went and um, Josh, I didn't have a plus one on there and she was trying to get one. And she was like, I'm going to try to get one. And I'm like, okay. And then Josh was like losing hope. So he asked Colin and then on Twitter. And then Colin's like, yeah, here. And he DM'd him and like gave him a ticket. We're like, what 
what twilight zone are we living in right now? But that happened. And then so I told Bryce, hey, Colin got him a ticket, so you don't need to. Like, what conversation is that? <laughs> and then um, and then so we get to the premiere and we all and we, there's, there's like Chris Pugh got there somehow through Outpost. Like there's a whole group of people that were there that from the fans and the people at um, doing the DPG, all those fans. It was so much fun. And we get there and get do go to our last names and stuff. And I go to my last name. I get my envelope. And then I open it, and there's a regular ticket and then another ticket. And I'm like, oh, like, what is this? A little thing to put around your neck or something? And I was looking at everyone else, and no one else had that. And then I looked at it, and it was a VIP pass. And it said, reserved Howard on there. And I'm like, oh, my God, what is this? And so I freaked <laughs> out so bad. Went to see the movie. After it, after the, there was the after party. And that actually got me into the VIP section, which is – completely guarded off and then within that section there's little nooks with their little last name plaques and you can't really go to those little nooks without having their name on your ticket and all of that but as soon as soon as I went in the VIP like Chris Pratt was right in front of me I'm like this is the right location <laughs> and then I walked around his mob and went past J.A. Bayona Daniela Pineda was there the little girl was there I'm just walking past all these people you know he's just trying to get to the fine Bryce's nook and then I get there and what? she's sitting on a couch with some friends and I'm like, okay, Jennifer, you could do this, you could do this, you could do this. So then I walk in and she like jumped up and she came over and she introduced me to all, all of her people. There's only like 10 people in there, like her, huh. her makeup person, her publicist, her, um, her assistant, her social media person, uh, agent, just like core people, like no one else. And maybe like two friends. And that was it. And me. And I'm like, holy crap, Like, I'm, I'm in this group now. And she went around and introduced me personally to each person in that group. And I was like, I wasn't prepared. I was, I was dying on the inside. And she asked about where Josh is. And I said, well, he didn't get a VIP pass. And she's like, and she's like, oh, okay. Oh, she's like, oh, that's, a, that's, this, I'm sorry. I couldn't do, I'm like, oh, it's fine. And then like a little bit later, her best friend came over and started talking to me. And she's like, are you married or you have kids? I'm like, no, he's stuck out there. And she's like, oh, I'm leaving in a few minutes. I can give you my pass to get him in here. And I'm like, what? What? <laughs> what? Like Bryce's best friend is giving me a pass That's to get awesome. Josh. Like what is going on? But anyway, that all happened. And he got in and, and it was just we got to hang out and we got and Bryce saw him in there. And she's like, oh, well, you're here. You made it. Let's get a picture. And, and it was just the best day of my life to hang out with fans and then to be able to have that experience and be totally surprised by that ticket i cannot believe i still can't believe Seriously. but that that's it it's just it's hard work and bryce being the most amazing human being on planet earth yeah i think that's pretty accurate that's pretty that's awesome i love that story that is so good and uh maybe maybe uh veronica can, can uh work towards that next time you know we'll, yep. we'll all try next to work time. that way do it um, you got three years I'm yeah and uh, what else did she say? She said uh, the twist uh, with with Maisie there. Uh, did you expect that at all? No, 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 I did not know that was happening. Yeah, we didn't. We didn't expect that at all. Like it's, I don't know. They they planned it. That you saw the the pieces there ahead of time, but you never knew that that specific twist was coming. I knew there would be a twist, but I didn't know what it would be, and that shocked me. And it like like she said, it wasn't. It, they didn't necessarily need to go there because it is such a drastically different plot point. But I'm so intrigued by it, and I think that's going to be one of the bigger pieces moving forward. And we don't know. We have no idea what's happening in the third one. But And I've even kind of tried to stay away from that conversation in my own head and in, in, in like the fandom 
because I don't want to even think about that yet. I'm still like right here in Fallen Kingdom. How about you? Yeah. Um. Well, first, to be honest, I don't know if I'm if I'm dumb or what, but like the first time I watched, I didn't really understand what was. I didn't understand it. Like I didn't know because they mentioned it. They they split it up so much in the movie, little mm-hmm. pieces of this twist. And by the time it's revealed, I'm like, wait a minute. Like I didn't get the little nuggets because they were just so early on because he the first scene at Lockwood Manor he's like oh yeah his daughter died in a car accident or whatever and then like halfway through he says something else and then halfway through that they says I'm like wait a minute I did not even I'm lost so it took me a couple views to actually understand like exactly what that twist was so that kind of took away the effectiveness a little bit so I wasn't floored or shocked I was like just weird I, I didn't know i was hoping that it was something cool like i thought it was sarah harding i think i mentioned was her mom which i think would have been i don't know better I've, i don't know i've heard everything i've heard uh ellie i've heard lex sarah um it's just yeah there's a whole sort of a ton of people i think i've heard claire did i hear no i didn't hear claire um there was one other mm-hmm. i can't think of who i thought it was um i don't know but yeah, it could have been anything. And even when that picture showed up of, of you know, the, the mom, mm-hmm. right? I'm assuming it was the mom. And I'm like, oh, she does look exactly like her. And that's exactly what went through my head was, oh, wow, they do look the same. Okay. See, and then I, was I didn't confused. go any farther than that. I didn't think that they were clones. I just no, thought they I looked similar. <laughs> yeah, I know. I know. And I'm like, wait a minute. Is this like – what I, I did not understand the picture reveal is supposed to like I guess reveal the twist and I'm just like I don't know what I'm looking at and then at the end when he reveals that's the yeah, that's the middle thing I was talking about you have the car accident that and then the end yeah um when he says oh you don't know what she is and I'm like no I really don't because really I'm really it. confused <laughs> no and I but, I don't know if it was supposed to register even I, I think like everybody was a lot of people were confused in that moment and even the picture just like. Like I said, I think a lot of people thought that they just looked the same and they didn't necessarily jump to clones that quickly. And then there's like the whole like, oh, look, you, she's a, a clone. They cloned her back in the day. That's what split them apart. And and it registers then. And, and then even at that point, you have no time to think about it. You have no time. And it's not really even touched upon until like she hits that button and, you yeah. know, frees the dinosaurs, but barely. Um, so – from the moment well, that it's explained by Mills, nothing else like really occurs with that plot line and it kind of leaves it open and you don't even know like that. I don't know. That's going to be a big thing coming forward, though, I think. Uh, and then actually when they showed the picture and it had the, the nanny younger, I thought it was something to do with her. I thought that was the same girl. But then the, the nanny was like something was going on with her like she was a replicate or like something was going on with her because i thought the girl was the same in the picture i don't know i've been all I over the place backwards. i've been all over the place because i i was like well is she a nanny or is she the mom because i'm yeah i'm yeah. like i'm so confused because like yeah i i i'm still trying to sift through the dialogue of what exactly everybody means specifically about the mom and you know, because yeah. they, because they, you know, she's asking specifically about her mother, and Lockwood responds like, "Your mom, yes, she went to the park. She was there before." And yeah, what? And does he specifically mean her mom, or does he mean Maisie 1.0, <laughs> like the real yeah, Maisie? Yeah, I don't. Like know. I'm, I'm still kind of sifting through a lot of those details, trying to figure out what everybody is actually meaning. Um, and there's a whole lot of. Well, timeline discrepancies going on where you could 
put things in certain areas. And I, I'm still trying to figure that all out. Yeah. Let me tell you my problem with that really quick. I seen this seven times and I still don't fully understand exactly what you explained. Cause I still, there's the timelines messy. The whole thing's messy. The reveal's messy. I, I watched it seven times and I still not there. And you know what's sad? I don't really care about this story because I want to see dinosaurs, like not really, mm. not people. This is a Jurassic movie and it it's taking it away from dinosaurs by doing this. Yeah. And I've struggled with that. I think I mentioned it like to you when we got out of the movie is like, how do we discuss this? How do we move forward on the podcast about dinosaurs and about Jurassic? And, and how do we move forward talking about human clones? Um, no I don't idea. really know still. I'm, I'm tr still trying to figure that out. And where do we go from here? But um, there's a whole lot of research that needs to happen. And uh, I guess just let it happen, you know, in, in the next movie, because um, I, don't, I just don't know. I have no idea. And I think that's going to be a major thing. Hopefully the dinosaurs are still very prominent. I have no doubt about that. But I think it's going to be a very different franchise moving forward. Yeah. I mean it's already very different. Yeah. So uh, why don't we move on? Thank you, uh, Veronica. That was awesome. And obviously we get way off track already. But we have another mm -hmm. one here. Uh, we've got a lot more actually. So this is a Facebook post from Joshua. And he says, I want to know whatever happened to the Dilophosaurus. I thought they would be for sure in Fallen Kingdom. They tease you in the opening scene when the bushes shake, you hear one, but they never actually appear in the movie other than as one of the Lockwood mounts. Now, with Nublar gone, I feel that we will never see them again, which is disappointing because it was a great dinosaur character. The movie was still uh, the movie was still great, but that was one of the things I was excited for was the return of the Dilo. Hopefully, they will catch a few. And we just didn't see it, and they'll be in the next movie. Fingers crossed. Thanks, Brad and Jen. And um, so that was from Joshua on Facebook. And then Josh, uh, you know, you know Josh, uh, New Boss <laughs> oh, Seven, one? everybody knows him. Uh, he emailed us just recently and asked basically the same question. So I'm like, is this the same Joshua? What's going on here? <laughs> um, he says, Do you think there really was a Dilophosaurus loose on the island? Or was the sound in the bushes just meant as a nice nod for the fans in the opening of Fallen Kingdom? Hashtag Jurassic uh, 6. See, I don't know anything about this. Jurassic 6. Um, uh, thanks, Josh. Yeah. Um, but that's a, that's an interesting point that both Joshes bring up there. That is actually really bizarre. There's a cloning situation happening here. <laughs> but, um, you know, I had this exact same conversation with my dad literally when I just saw it with him. I don't remember what day because days are blending together, but it was recently. And um, I had this exact same conversation because I was thinking as well, like it's in the bushes, but then they didn't save them. So does that really mean that we will never see one in the next movie? And that's a mistake if so, because every single person wants to see that dinosaur and why they're not pushing that and putting it out in the front i have no idea unless there's some secret thing gonna happen from the other island or maybe i don't know if it was in one of the little tubes that they had in that suitcase that they'll clone it later i have no idea but if they don't put it in that's a very big disappointment for people so i don't know why it wasn't anywhere in this movie yeah it, it is interesting and i've i've heard a lot of people didn't even know it was in there um, yeah, they, they I didn't until someone told me. Yeah, they didn't hear it. I know, yeah, the first showings, a lot of people were saying, oh, my God, I just read about it. I didn't hear it. Um, and then the funny thing is I actually went uh, to a Dolby screening here, and it it's supposed to be the best sound, the best picture, everything. And it was. It was very great. 
But I didn't really hear it in that screening, which it's supposed to have the best sound. So I would have thought I'd hear it more. But I heard it more in like the normal theaters in the IMAX theater. Um, but the Dolby one just mixed it. It just didn't. It just didn't get in there somehow. Um, so that's interesting. But I, I definitely think that the Dilophosaurus is there. Um, which I don't know how how that's very explainable because. Well, there are a lot of dinosaurs that were not present in Jurassic World in this movie. So there's a lot to sift through there as to where all these dinosaurs came from and, and you know, some grew up. Some were introduced. I don't know how. Um, or some of them – we've heard a lot of people saying like, well, maybe they were breeding these as babies when, uh, you know, the movie ended in the first Jurassic World. So maybe that's where they came from. So I don't know where – if there are Dilophosaurus on there, but I, I assume there is because we heard that noise. It's an iconic noise that we have all loved and waited for. It's there and it kind of – I can see how it's very disappointing because they teased it the second the movie starts essentially. And you're like, oh, this is going to be awesome. And I know you know, uh, the set leaks and stuff like that. Everybody was like, oh, you see that Dilophosaurus in the picture? And it looked weird. It looked very strange. And now we've come to know that, yeah, it's just definitely one of the ones in Lockwood's mansion. Um, but I don't know. Uh, do you think it's actually there? And I know you've struggled with that. But do you think it's there? And do you think we'll see it again? Um, I don't. And let me tell you why. Because even if there happened to be one on the island, which I don't know one way or another, there could have been, as you as you explained, there very well could have been one on, in Jurassic World. We don't know at all. But we saw all the dinosaurs at some point in that manner. I truly believe that because we saw the cages. We saw them transporting it at different snippets. But at one point, I feel like we've seen every dinosaur that they got off the island, especially when they're at the door because they had them all there. Like you could see all of them. They had all the cages and we got to look at every every one of them. And even at the end when they're running out, I mean, we would have seen a Dilophosaurus in that group if there was one. I don't think there was one saved if there was even one on the island to begin with. Yeah, I think our best bet is with that, um, you know, casing of DNA. Um, I am looking at a picture of it right now. And as far as I can see, I see Allosaurus. This is very difficult to read. It's very blurry. Um, Actually, that's about all I can really read, to be honest, in this picture. I know in the movie you can actually see it a little bit better. But there is one that kind of looks like it could say that, Dilophosaurus. I don't know. Um, it's about – so anybody out there going to the movies, look – when you're looking at the – like the briefcase, say the briefcase is sitting right in front of you. You have one – starting from right to left, you have one, two, three, and then another one, an, a fourth row. But the third row, look to the, the middle one in there. It looks like it could possibly say that. I don't know. But um, give it a look. I don't know if you can, you'll be able to see anything. But that's just my – glance at this picture online so it would be interesting and i think that's the only way we'll we'll see it again and i think that could be um something we potentially could see i know i don't want to i keep saying i don't want to really touch on the sequel too much but it's going to happen i might as well just jump into it but (laughs) if if people really want to create you know war dinosaurs and that it is still a topic of discussion i know colin has said like it's not really going to be anything but it kind of is still um I think a Dilophosaurus might be interesting for people to look into. You know, if they can create the Indoraptor with Dilophosaurus venom, something like that, that could be interesting, you know? Even more brutal yeah. a beast, you know? Well, 
we're not doing any more hybrids though, right? That's true, but that doesn't stop people from making failed attempts, right? Just because we won't know. see an actual one doesn't mean that 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 Russian dude or whoever he was, like, <laughs> you know, he's like twenty millions, and, and then he just <laughs> that's it. You know, speaking of that, yeah. only twenty yeah. million. That's it. That's all you're gonna pay for the most lethal dinosaur ever created. I know um, this movie made like what more than all the dinosaurs combined. Yeah, times like seven. Yeah, it's kind of ridiculous. Somebody, I, I forget who it was, but somebody put like a picture of a house that was worth way more than twenty million, and it's just like, <laughs> yeah. oh, that's just a house, though. You know, like it's not a dinosaur that could kill everybody. So I don't know. The the pricing is a little low in this movie, but uh, that's that's everything from Josh's. <laughs> Both Joshes. All of them. The Josh I. <laughs> the Josh. Joshies. Um, <laughs> so let's move on here um, to voicemail from Ethan. He actually has two here, so we'll see what he has to say. Okay. Uh, hello. Um, this hey. is Ethan once again. This is my second time calling. Oh. And, um, okay. And I, um, I wanted to ask you guys something, but before I ask you guys the question, um, I kind of wanted to tell you about my my experiences, my experience with Jurassic World: Fallen Kingdom. Let's hear it. Um, it was amazing. <laughs> Obviously, I loved the movie and um, and and everything. And um, what was really cool about it was the experience itself, not just the movie, was also really nice at first. And I'm gonna get to that. So it was really nice. Um, I saw it the Thursday before it was released, um, and um, at 7 o'clock, it was really nice. I went with my mom, my brother, a bunch of my friends from um, from church, and um, and I cosplayed as Alan Grant. It was it was really amazing. The That's theater awesome. was packed, and um, we were watching the movie. Um, the audience. They applaud. There was an applause two times throughout the movie, which is the first for me. Like I'm used to having applause throughout a movie, but not twice, you know. And um, the first time was when the T-Rex um, does that classic, iconic, um, iconic Jurassic Park pose and roars, and then runs off into um, into civilization. And then um, the second applause was when the, uh, the credits started rolling, and then it was really nice. Um, it was such a fun and awesome movie, and it was such an amazing experience. Um, overall, it was nice and great vibes until I got home and saw the very first review of Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom on YouTube. And then it just went downhill from there. Um, there's been a lot of um, really, really negative um, press that this movie has been getting. And in my personal opinion, I really don't think it really deserves um, a lot of the negative press that it's been getting. Yeah, I have problems. There are certain... I, In my personal opinion, I think it's the best um, Jurassic Park um, sequel ever, park movie ever since the first movie. But yes, I have problems with it. And, um, you know, 
I have little nitpicks. Like, honestly, like, the only thing that I really, really, you know, nothing that they're... Oh, and that's when it cut off, I guess. So let's move on to a second one real quick. Gosh darn it, I didn't get to my question. <laughs> um, but anyway, to cut to the chase, um, there has been a lot of really negative reviews. Um, so, like, almost every single review that I watched on YouTube has been very bad um, on YouTube. I've heard, you know, and, like, they've been tearing this movie, like, limb from limb. Um, like, seriously, I heard one review saying, comparing the Jurassic Park franchise to the Transformers movies. And so my question is, are you scared at all for the future of the Jurassic Park franchise? Because me personally, like I am, I am terrified for the for the Jurassic Park franchise right now, and um, and I'm scared to talk about this movie in public, and um, I'm just worried that like in like I'm worried about paleontology in general because. I'm worried that this movie is going to leave a bad taste for people and, you know, they're going to lose their interest in dinosaurs all in general. I might be taking this way too far out of hand, but, you know, are these are these worries valid? You know, are these fears valid is what I'm asking. And, um, but yeah, I'm just really worried about one of my favorite franchises. So, um, heck, if, you know, I really love this movie, but then again, I'm one for having, um, un- and I think it's the best sequel we've ever had, but then again, I'm famous for unpopular opinions. Um, I almost got kicked out of my uh, comic book club because I told them Rampage was better than Infinity War, so <laughs> so it might be just be me. <laughs> but by the way, I really love the podcast, keep up all the good work, and, um, and uh, yeah, do you think all these fears, are you guys worried at all for the Jurassic Park franchise and for the for dinosaurs in general, okay? Um, you guys take care, all right? Bye-bye. Oh, Ethan. Ethan, my fellow party of one. <laughs> we're, we're, we're a team. I get this. I get being the only person to love something, but let me tell you what. We are not the only person to love this movie. It made it crap ton of money it's doing great at the box office the people love it i i see a lot of positive reviews from a lot of people and this movie is not doing bad by any standard sure the critics but the critics don't like stuff like this they didn't like jurassic world either and look at that so i'm not concerned not in the slightest not in the slightest i agree i uh i'm not concerned at all like i i don't think we have anything to worry about they're certainly not going to like say Ah, oh, the backlash is bad. Let's cancel it. Like, that's not going to happen. No. So it, the movie will be there. It's going to be, you know, I don't think there's going to be a ton of influence from the critics because at this point it's like we just got to do our thing. We got to make the movie that we're going to make and finish out this trilogy. And I'm not worried about how it's going to turn out, what the fans are thinking. Because, I mean, I'm kind of – actually, I'm kind of worried about what the hardcore fans are thinking because – you know, you hear or you see people that you know really love Jurassic Park and they're hating on this movie. And that's kind of worrisome for me. I'm like, man, I just feel bad. Like I really wish everybody in this fandom could enjoy it. 
But I'm not concerned about the the critics and the people who are not liking this movie. And mm-hmm. what you got to do is you got to get off Twitter <laughs> because everybody hates everything on Twitter. doesn't matter what it is. We all hate everything. Um, so I think if you step back and you look at the box office figures, it made like what did it, it, it adjusted down? I think right, just under 150 million. Yeah, um, and it was projected at 130, I think, yeah, or 140. So, so it, it overperformed. And look at it internationally; it killed internationally. Yeah, by the time we got to it, all of a sudden it's uh, 700 million dollars, and it's at and 800 then, now. Well, now, yeah, but and the crazy thing is, like those day, those figures for Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, I was like, wow, like it's still killing it out there. Like it's yeah. doing really good. It boded well for this weekend, and it started the weekend off on a great note. By the time this airs, it's going to be another winner for the weekend, probably around $60 million or so. Hopefully it comes yeah. in a little bit higher even. But that's crazy. Like it's not hated on as, as widely as uh, Twitter or social media in general would make you believe. Um, the, the I mean it beat it beat Wonder Woman already like a while back and that was over that was hyped. Like Wonder Woman was hyped up and people were all on that train. They were loving it and it beat that. It's a, this is a sequel to Jurassic World beat Wonder Woman. It's yeah. doing pretty good. And I don't really feel like the backlash from Jurassic World hurt this movie at all. No. I don't no. think so. Because the backlash that we've all dealt with over the past three years, I swear it has really just been on, on the line and forums and you know just online conversations. And yes, this movie made less than Jurassic World, which came in at $208 million. But that's to be expected for a movie that just returned after 14 years. Of course, there's going to be a slight drop off for the next one. It's just it's kind of obvious that that would happen. I mean, it happened with Star Wars. Sequels do that all the time. That's that's just natural for sequels. And for the fact that it overperformed its prediction, which probably was people were thinking a high prediction anyway, like they were lowering the predictions at one point. And for it to over project its high prediction, it's fine. Like that was really good. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's going to be good. It'll be interesting, though, like coming next weekend, um, you know, now we're going to have more movies coming out again because it kind of had a relaxed period here where it came out, you know, two weeks ago. And then this past weekend, there was nothing going on, nothing really big or new in the box office. So next week, uh, we'll have like Ant-Man and stuff like that that will definitely take away from the box office. So it might come in like second or third at that point. But um, and Incredibles will probably have some legs, I'm assuming, as well. So uh, but I'm not worried. Nothing to be worried about, Ethan. I think we're going to be all all fine here. And, you know, don't let people out there uh, dissuade you or make you embarrassed to to not to like this movie. Tell everybody that you like it because we need people like you to let people know that there are people that like it, that it's okay to like it. You don't have to hate on everything if you don't want to. A lot of people just follow in line with what they're hearing, you know, from a podcast or from a, a, a critic or, you know, a written review. So be the, that person that really likes the movie out there that's kind of spreading the good news. That's the way I see it. Yeah. Yep. Forget their opinions. Be yourself and love yeah. what you love hard. Love it hard and be proud of it because I'm proud of it. I'm proud of the movie. You should be proud of it too. Yeah. Thanks, Ethan. Uh, let's move on here to Rowan. He's got uh, another two voicemails. So it seems like a lot of people leave two voicemails, I guess, because the, mm-hmm. the thing cuts everybody off. Obviously, oh, Veronica goodness. talked about being you know, scared of when it's going to cut her off. So um, 
Here, let's listen to the first one from Rowan. Hey, this is Rowan. Uh, I've called in a couple times before, um, talking about the T-Rex roar and the other, and the trailers and stuff. Um, I saw the movie last night, opening night, and I would say I liked it overall. Um, I I think my reaction, though, was kind of like yours, Brad, where I didn't really know what to think when I saw the credits roll and I'm just kind of like, it was, like you say, I just, I, I didn't know exactly what I felt of it just yet. Um, I liked the movie, but all of the parts that were really cool kind of got brought back a little bit by the parts that I thought were cheesy or just too convenient. Like, oh, the right place. Everything just happened so fast. And yes. yeah, like, oh. The T-Rex always has to save the day. Like, I, I think it, they do that a little bit too much, and we didn't get kind of like a that menacing T-Rex at all. It's still just kind of... They haven't had menacing T-Rexes since, like, The Lost World, I feel like. Jurassic Park 3, uh, it gets killed right away. Uh, Jurassic World, we see it at the very end, and it saves the day. And then this one, it kind of is just saving the day the whole time, other than... The very beginning of the movie, which I think is my favorite part of the movie, I think from what I've read, reviews and people that are fans, that that's probably everybody's favorite part because it really seems the most like the original and uh, what you think of when you think Jurassic Park. Uh, just the vibe that it had with the submarine and kind of that it did start it out with there really wasn't any music and it's dark and it's just like, that's what you want. and. I, I don't know. I, I really liked the movie. The beginning was awesome. Uh, I personally, since I, I'm from the Northwest, Seattle area, so like when they when they go to Chris Pratt and he's building a cabin that looks like somewhere around here, or maybe it's out in Montana or something, that was just for me personally. I was like, yes, I love that. <laughs> I've always thought about when I go on hikes and stuff out here when it's foggy or. There's just such dense forested areas out here. It's like, geez, they could make some, they could turn this into a Jurassic movie somehow. And they went that way with the mansion being in Northern California and stuff like that. Um, we don't typically get hardcore rain and thunder and lightning up here like they did in the movie, but that doesn't really matter. Uh, it still gets pretty nasty. It definitely rains here a lot. But, um, yeah, I think that if they, in the sequel, could go more, it, they made it seem like they're going to go more like the Vegas, um, you know, at the very end of the end credit scene there. But even at the end of the movie when they got the vials and all the trucks and they're kind of driving out into the desert, kind of gives you a feeling like they're going to... Um... Oh, that's when it cut off. <laughs> <laughs> Number two here. Hey, it's Rowan again. I think I got a little lengthy there with my message, so I'll try to keep it short. But... uh Basically, yeah, I liked the movie. I think I, I need to see it again. I only saw it one time, and I'm trying to remember everything. Uh, some things aren't really clicking, but, like, uh, like I liked the human clone aspect of it. I, I did like that, but then they don't expand on it at all, and the characters just don't even – it, like, doesn't even phase them. So it's kind of like, huh, that's weird. Did that even need to be in there? But I do like that aspect. I think they could go into that a little bit more. Um but I don't know. All in all, I know it's not going to be like Jurassic Park because movies these days, they have to be more fast-paced to keep everybody's attention. I feel like if they made something that was, like, exactly paced and everything like the original, it would probably be 
a bore fest to a lot of people where the hardcore fans would probably like it, but they have to appeal to the masses. So one issue that I would like them not to do in the third is not telegraph the entire movie with the trailers. The trailers are, they pretty much tell the whole story of the movie. I saw Ted talk, uh, JJ Abrams talking about the mystery box and it's, it's more mysterious to not know what's in the box than to open the box and see what's inside of it. So I feel like they need to put a little less information in the trailers next time. That's kind of like what, uh, I don't know if you ever watched Lost, but like when they find the hatch in the middle of the woods, it was more interesting wondering what was inside the hatch than what actually was in the hatch. Um, I don't know. They need to work. Trailer, I feel like I should be a trailer maker. I think I'd be a, do a pretty good job at it. Maybe that's what I should start doing. <laughs> but anyway, uh, sorry, kind of a long message again. Uh, I liked the movie. I hope everyone else liked it. It wasn't my favorite Jurassic Park movie, but it was probably top three. So anyway, everybody have a good uh, good day, and uh, hopefully I can see it again. And, uh, yeah, take it easy. Bye. Man, there's a lot to sift through there. Um and yeah, I guess he kind of started off in the same way that we did. We're kind of lukewarm on it, didn't know how what to think or how to react. And he brought up a lot of good issues that I think are pretty valid. Um, I'm able to look through, look past a lot of that stuff, but um, you know, he maybe some people can't. I think he'll he'll be able to. Um, he seem, seems to think it's the third best in the franchise, which I'm right on board with that number. And it's funny because yeah. like, um, it's funny. I was comparing notes with. Uh, a friend of mine, Hunter, I believe, and he, was it him or was it somebody else? It might have been somebody else. I'm not sure. Um, and we had the movie at the same ranking, like number four, but we both had wildly different opinions. I don't think it was him because he likes the movie. Um, we both had like wildly different opinions on how the movie turned out. Like somebody hated it or not or just disliked it and I loved it, but we both had it at number four. So it's like – it's four for me out of movies that I love, but and now it actually might be three. I, I'm kind of, it's kind of like tiptoeing that line between like being better than Jurassic World for me. Um, I'm kind of like I said, I, I don't want to stop seeing it, so it's a it's a weird predicament to be in. Uh, do you do you have like a, a ranking or anything? I know we kind of brought it up at the theater, but what do you think about it now? Yeah. Um, okay, this movie is not Jurassic World by any standard close to my ranking of Jurassic World. Because yeah. I can even I, hard, I even I went back and watched a little bit of Jurassic World and I felt at home. I'm like, oh, this is this is it. This fills in my good spot. This is what I've been this is where I'm supposed to be. And and then I, I mean this movie is fine. It's good. It, again, it's not what I wanted, but it's fine for what it is. And it's a number three for me for sure. I mean, I like it better than Lost World, I like it better than Jurassic Three. Um, but it's too close to Lost World, and I know it's been con- like compared so much. And I know you love the Lost World, so that makes sense of why this would be high up for you. And a lot of people who love the Lost World love this movie. I'm just not one of those people. I'm a Jurassic World person more. I like yeah. that type of movie better, and so it it doesn't come near Jurassic World for me. But yeah. um, he put, he brought up a lot of good points. A lot of a lot of good points about how the conveniences are a big problem for me. And I think that's, yes. that's what I was through. I, I don't like Claire on the Roof. We've been through that. And that's my number <laughs> one nitpick. Like After seven views, a lot of that uh, kind of fell away. I'm like, yeah. okay, maybe that's not as bad as I originally thought on some things. I cannot roof, forgive that. We'll be talking no, about this no roof film. for three years. You know that, right? 
<laughs> yep. No, no film. I will not forgive you on that one. I there's, will not. You will not get a pass from me. There's a lot of those moments. And yes, the T-Rex has become like this like hero, uh, you know, of the day that just like shows up and kills whoever, you know, is ne- needed to kill uh, at that point. And it happens time and time again. And it's not as monstrous as it used to be. But I don't know. Was it ever... Ah, it's hard to say. It's about as monstrous in this movie as it was in Jurassic Park, to be honest. Um, yeah. Because we had that monstrous scene in the breakout in Jurassic Park. And then, and then yes, the Jeep scene. And then it was the hero. So it's kind of very similar in a way in this movie. You know, it's it's a monster in the beginning and then it's a hero a few times throughout the movie. So it's it's similar yeah. in nature there, but I get the gripe uh with it, you know, constantly showing up, striking yeah. a pose, roaring, yep. doing its thing, but I don't know, maybe this maybe this Rex just likes a spotlight. I don't know. <laughs> See, that was a problem that my dad had as well, and I consider my dad like a giant Jurassic Park casual fan, like the biggest casual fan that you would get from a dad who doesn't even know what the YouTube is. Like he's the biggest Jurassic fan of that. So he sees no trailers other than what I showed him. He doesn't know anything that's going on. And he sees it as just a true lover of the movies. And I take his opinions to heart because that's probably how your average fan who doesn't go online or whatever would take it. And for how we would 20 years ago, how we would experience it 20 years ago. Um, and he said that same thing about the T-Rex. He's like, oh, we did that again. Like, we've already seen that. He's done the same pose. Like, we, we've seen him coming at the end every time now. And it's great. It worked in Jurassic World. It worked a couple times here and there. But now it's like, come on, we're in movie six and we're still seeing that. So that bothered him a bit, too. Five. I don't. I don't want anybody to freak out. Oh, and be sorry. Like, <laughs> sorry. Five. I'd be. I'd be. I'd be cool <laughs> if we were six? in number six. I don't know. <laughs> Um, I don't know why I said six. I'm just like seeing the comments like underneath just being like, guys, you don't know what you're talking about. It's five. I'm like, yeah. I know. And now I'm inspired. It's just a podcast that we don't know what we're talking about most of the time. Um, But We don't. It's true. (laughs) But I I don't know. The way I see the Rex is like it's the biggest, baddest thing in the jungle and it wants to tell everybody. You know, when it kills something – it wants to be heard and it wants to know that do that you should not mess with me. And in that sense, I, I can I can believe it that it would like show off in that sense. I feel like probably a lot of animals have that posturing to them where, you know, they make a kill or they do their thing and they're like, get off, you know, back off. This is mine. Nobody can, uh, you know, touch me. So I, I kind of feel like maybe that's OK for the Rex because it keeps doing it over and over. But, yeah, it, and I think. The Rex well, would have been more menacing if the the um, the volcano hadn't exploded at the same time. It's very convenient that it it, it yeah. exploded right behind it uh, because it looked like it wanted to do more, but then it got messed up by the explosion, and then it just you know trotted off. Um, which I love that moment how it was like interacted with that you know blast. It was kind of interesting. Yeah. Um, but let's see what else we have because there was no, a lot here. Wait, you, real real quick on the T Rex. You Go know ahead. what my favorite thing is that I don't think I've mentioned yet. I haven't mentioned it on our on our spoiler one. I haven't really mentioned it. When they're moving the T Rex from its cage and it goes to the goat to get it they, with the red light and they get it to go to the cage. Mm-hmm. That's one of my favorite things, and no. this that gets me pumped. Like oh. with the music and when it's going in the cage and with the goat and it comes out with the goat and then there's like a red light going and. 
that that's one of my favorite things in this movie to be honest it really wow. is wow we are to- totally different sides on this because i hate that moment <laughs> i love it i love it i get excited oh. Ugh, I love it. I don't like it because I don't feel like the CG looks great in that moment. Um, I don't think it looks too too great, but um, I don't I don't I know. It. I don't love it. Kind of squishes it into this it's cage, so and and I feel real bad for that goat. Ooh, but um, yeah, I mean, I feel bad for the goat <laughs> and the T Rex for being in the cage and the and the goat. But as a visual scene and the music, I mean, and the I'm glad they they could have just skipped that. I mean, that's. That's one of the few – the reason why I like that is one of the few things that the movie did right in that case was showed you the little in-betweens because it moves mm-hmm. so fast. It skips past so many things. didn't even show you capturing the T-Rex, which I would have liked to see something of, or capturing any dinosaur really. I mean they're just automatically on the helicopters and automatically yeah. going. I'm like, well, I wouldn't have minded to see some of that. But this time they showed you a little snippet of the in-between of the unloading. And so I appreciated that because it skipped past so many things at that, that point. That's why The Lost World is so good in that sense because it actually shows you like the corralling of all these dinosaurs, the tranking of them and stuff like that. So I kind of like that aspect of that movie. Yeah. And it does skip past that. Like I honestly don't know how they got that T-Rex in the the cage, whatever it's in. And, no, you know what? How did they get that awake? baryonyx? Yeah, well, How do they get that baryonyx? I, you know, I don't think it's the same one. That's my thing. I don't because th- there's also Carnotaurus, and yeah, that one was specifically dead. Like that one definitely died. Yeah. Um, but there's others, so I, I kind of you know mix it in with that. It was probably a different baryonyx, but it's okay. not a different T Rex. It's the same T Rex, but. How is it awake? You know, how did they I get know. it in the thing? But it's awake, and it was obviously only like, you know, maybe it was thirty minutes. We'll say max thirty minutes by the time they, you know, went off the cliff because they went off the cliff maybe two two minutes max after that Rex walked away. Um, so maybe it took them a little bit of time to to swim over to that beach, and that beach is where they saw the Rex going over them. Um, so I don't know. I don't know how they got okay. that thing and half tranked it maybe. Maybe they got it just tranked enough and then it woke up as they're flying away. Maybe that's – I don't know. Um, I, 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 we're tangenting so bad, but I just want to mention this really quick before I forget and if it never comes up again. My favorite <laughs> moment after seven times, my favorite moment in this entire film is that gyrosphere in the water. That's fantastic. It gets me every time. Like I can't breathe. I'm like they're not going to make it this time. Like they're not gonna make it. They're, they're gonna die this time. Like every time, it's that's my favorite thing in the movie. It after seven times, I'm not sick of that. That scene was amazing. No, I don't think I would be sick of it after that many times either. Because no, it's it's amazing. very thrilling. It's a very tense mm-hmm. moment. And I remember that first time seeing it, it was like <gasps> like claustrophobic. Yeah. I, I felt like I was about to drown watching it. Like yeah. it was terrifying, and I felt really bad because like I, I, you know, I guess I I kind of sensed that there wasn't a lot of stakes, but. Now that I'm thinking about it, I think there was stakes here and there that maybe weren't like the biggest of stakes. But maybe I didn't actually believe that they would die, but I kind of had a feeling like maybe Franklin would die at some point or something like that. But um, no, they they lived through it. So, that I mean, that was good. But that was an amazing scene. Incredible. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And also the Rex. We talked about that roar many times. Thanks to Rowan's uh, voicemails. Um, yeah. it was the exact same one that we compared in the trailer. So it was the, the, the one that I didn't necessarily like, um, mm-hmm. the, it sounded way less powerful. Um, I don't know. It just wasn't my favorite roar out of all the roars of the Rex. I know the Rex does have 
a multitude of, you know, sound clips used for its roar. Um, but this one just wasn't my favorite. It shook my seat. I'm happy. Yeah. Yeah. It's all I, it's all I need. It's so you <laughs> also brought up the locations and stuff like that. Um, I loved, you know, the U.S. locations. And uh, as far as Vegas is concerned, I really wouldn't look into that too far. Um it really wasn't intended to be a credit sequence. It was actually supposed to be in the end uh, montage with all the other sequences. Uh, but since all the other ones take place in the day, this one takes place at night. So they moved it. They bumped it to the end of the movie. Um, so that's – there's really – I don't think there's anything to look into as far as that's concerned. Um, but – yeah, I mean, it would make a little terrifying thing, but I, I, again, I really feel like the dinosaurs that escaped in this movie are not the threat. That's my standpoint. So, uh, you know, I That's don't think valid. I don't think those three pteranodons are really going to make a difference. Um, I think there was three, um, but the, the, yeah, they won't really matter going forward. A lot of the other dinosaurs, I do think there were a few. Um, uh, multiples of dinosaurs. I know we talked about that previously, how there wasn't maybe. They looked like just singles. Uh, but I think there were a few that uh, were duplicates. So maybe there could be some breeding going on there. But still, I really don't feel like the the dinosaurs will be the threat that uh, that at least those ones that escaped. The ones that were transported off into the crates and with the vials and stuff like that, I think those will be the threat. Um, but that's all, also besides the point. Um <laughs> <laughs> he also mentioned the mystery, and we we definitely talked about that in the uh, spoiler cast where, you know, there wasn't a lot of mystery because we saw every aspect of this movie in the trailer. So I think the yep. the trailer watching moving forward will be in question, um, you know, in regards to how we're going to do things here on the podcast. No, I mean, sadly, I approached it that way. I'm like, okay, I'm, I'm not going to do anything. And meanwhile, didn't work. Didn't work. I mean, I did. I tried not to watch it. I didn't watch anything with sound. Somehow it's uh, – uh, I don't know. i got to figure out something too. Well, thank you, Rowan. Like that, was, uh, that was great. And yeah, we, we, we go on tangents here. Um, yeah. But let's move on here to the next one. Uh, it's actually a video. I turned it into some audio here from Nemo. So let's take a listen. Break. Oh. Nemo's in the house. <laughs> uh, hello, Brad and Jenna. So um, <clears throat> mm, mm, mm. I had something in my mouth. Anyway, if you ha- you know if you could um, buy a dinosaur from uh, you know legally from the from an egg and raise it and stuff, which dinosaur would you buy as a, as an egg and then raise it yourself and stuff so she or he thinks you're his mother or dad? I would uh, buy. Compsognathus, because they don't get as big, and if they're just one of them, they probably won't try to, you know, kill me. <laughs> and if I gain their trust, you know, they they would like me and stuff, slash he, she would like me, because it would only be one. And they don't get as big, don't eat as much food, and it's still a dinosaur, so that's very cool. So I would by a consignatus, we would be best friends, eat dinner <laughs> together, and Aww. he would probably take all my food because, you probably. know, he's not as smart as a dog or velociraptor, so yeah. <laughs> so yeah, what, what uh, dinosaur would you buy? 
I would buy consignators, as I mm. just said. And then I have one more question. You know, what did you feel when you saw that? You know, wait, spoiler alert for the new Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom. Yeah. Oh God. What did you feel when um, when the Brachiosaurus died? You know, I started crying and. Uh, Gladly nobody noticed it, <laughs> because that would be embarrassing. <laughs> anyway, so, you know, I felt all those emotions come, and I I was like, no, he, he, she looks so sad, no. And then, you know, just saw the smoke eat her up, and I was like... And that's when I started to burst in, out in tears, or... Yeah, so, that was sad. It's probably the saddest thing in all the movies. Yep, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Now I'm all down. <laughs> Aww. Aww, come on. <sighs> you're, you're okay, Nemo. Oh, well, I... That was my question. Questions, I mean. So, yeah. See you later. Or, wait, what? Where's the logic? I can't. Yeah, okay. Um, well, bye. <laughs> oh, Nemo, that was fantastic. <laughs> All right, so that's a good point. Uh, what kind of dinosaur would you buy? Because a, a compi sounds like a, a decent one. You know, you can have it as a pet. It's about the size of, like, your, you know, a typical dog or something smaller. Um, so what would you what would you go, go with? Um. Okay, well, if we're talking, like, actual reality in real life, I probably would not buy one because that's just a bad idea. But in a, in a fantasy world where it's fine, I think I would buy an, an, an ankylosaurus, ankylosaurus, the arm, armored one. Yeah. I think I would buy that just because it's really cool looking. And whenever they were doing the auction, I was like, oh, man, I want I want that. Like, when he was explaining it, everything, they were doing each of them. And the other ones, I was like, mm, yeah, okay. But as soon as he had that one, it was the first one they auctioned off. I was like, you know what? That's the one I would bid for if I was one of those guys because I just really – I think it's cool. And it's different and it's unique. But I, I kind of want, like – a small version like genetically engineer it so it's no bigger than like a foot and it would just be so cute that would be that would be awesome to shrink it down like at least just yeah. like a just a baby one you know that never it'd be up. like a turtle but like a hardcore turtle <laughs> <laughs> like about a little bigger than a turtle not yeah. like a tortoise that's too big but like a turtle like a bigger turtle yeah, I'd get one of those. You know, I I don't know, I don't know what I'd buy. I mean, if I had like a farm or something, I feel like I could get like a Gallimimus, and it would just be like having like an ostrich or something because people have those mm-hmm. on farms, I think, right? Um, some Probably. People, like I don't know why, Maybe. but um, so that <laughs> ostrich would be, farm. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Those exist. I think I've seen them. Oh no. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I, I, cause I, yeah, it might not be a great idea to own a dinosaur in your house. I don't think this is the Flintstones where, you know, it's just like your pet dog. Uh, what was that one's name? Um, I don't remember. I literally just watched the Flintstones movie the other night and can't The remember. dinosaur? Yeah. Dino. Rover. Dino? Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. Um. It's like Dino. Yeah. Dino. I don't know how I forgot that. I, <laughs> what a 
dummy. Oh man, uh, that's a, I love that movie though. To be honest, Flintstones. That's... I like the um, Las Vegas one a lot. Wait, there's a Las that's Vegas. That's a party one? of one. That's that's party of one right here. Is this? I really the... love that Las Vegas one. Is it? Is it live action? Uh-huh. Uh huh. I don't remember it was, this one. What in two thousand, two thousand one? Oh man, I, I have to check this out. I don't. I love know, that one. The other one is so like nostalgic. It might not be like the greatest movie, but I think like the set pieces, the set design, all that stuff is fantastic. Like it looks great. So is this one. So is the Las Vegas you one, know, and it's hilarious. It's I gotta so check funny. it out. I gotta check it out because I really it's like so that. Uh, and and I was watching a video on YouTube today where it's like the behind the scenes tour, uh, the the tram tour out in California, which I'm sure you probably went on. They had the Flintstones yeah. cars there, and I'm like, oh man, I just watched the movie right. again. It's on Netflix, guys. Go watch it. It's it's fun. <laughs> and then watch the Las Vegas one because I love that one. All right, I gotta do that. I gotta do that. But maybe I should decide yeah. what would be my pet dinosaur. Um, <laughs> I just want. I <laughs> That's just want a to, like, tangent right yeah. there. Wow. <laughs> so wow, I, I'm gonna stick with the mini aspect like you. I'm just gonna go with the Brachiosaurus because I have like the baby dino. Thing you know the uh, what do you call them? The, uh, just baby dinos, I'll call them. Uh, from the original toy line, like they came with the human figures, and the Brachiosaurus one is is tiny, and I love it so much. And I just want, like you know that that scene in like um, uh, in Jurassic World, wasn't it Brachiosaurus or was it a, a Patasaur? I What was it? The one that Bryce's son hugged? Oh uh, yeah, was I don't know Bracky? what that was. I forget. Um, but yeah, he like just put his arm his arms around the neck and just like squeezed it i just that's what i want to do. i just want to have <laughs> you want to do it. that yeah so oh. that's gonna be my pick <laughs> um, well, now i i now i really want one of these because i'm thinking how cute it would be like i wonder if i could roll it over and like rub his tummy and his little hands would move and then, oh my like, gosh oh. oh my gosh that, oh, see, so that's cute. just like it's just it's like having like a little dog a cute dog or mm-hmm. something but like just slimy maybe a little bit more uh a little bit more heavy i guess it would just kind of like thump around your house and just like have a hard time getting up on the couch it looks like it's an apatosaurus it's not a brachiosaurus um but still basically the same as a baby i would assume it's very similar um but that looks incredible and i want to own it and i would pay 20 millions Twenty millions, yeah, yeah, I would. If I had twenty millions, I would buy a little baby <laughs> and Kylosaurus and make sure it doesn't grow any bigger than that. A turtle, yeah, yeah, just stay. It doesn't can't can't grow up anymore. It just has to be that one age. Um, and then what was the other thing? Oh yeah, oh, transitioning into oh, that. Oh my goodness, oh, I just I set myself up real transition. bad. I just transitioned that perfectly. I would own a little baby <laughs> Brachiosaurus, and I just watched that adult one die, and that is <laughs> oh horrifying. man. Ah, man, that scene still gets me. It still gets me every time. And every time I think about it, it gets me. It's just horribly sad. And absolutely, like you said, the the saddest moment, the most emotional moment in the entire franchise. I think it's pretty hands down the most emotional moment. Yeah, it took me four views to not like sob. Now I just Ugh. get little tears, but like I sobbed. I'm I'm a big crier anyway, but I sobbed like the first four. I could not. <laughs> and then oh my gosh, Bryce's face applaud the babe because that was fantastic. Like the whole time she was watching that uh, from the boat. Oh my goodness, she is so good. Oh yeah, I think like throughout the movie, her facial expressions are are perfect. Like she just nails yeah. it the entire time. And that moment, yeah, that's a really touching moment. You see her and Chris staring at it. 
and then you see just uh, and you know though after you read that flames like that i was gonna say after you read that claire book and then watch that scene yeah yeah and then think of that i know i know Ah, uh, stop. <laughs> I know. That actually got me more. Like, after I read the book, and then I saw the movie, because I saw the movies a couple times before, and then I read the book, and then I saw it again, and I'm, I wondered how much that would change my perception. And it did a little bit, in a, in a good way. Yeah. But uh, well. that scene hurts more now. Thanks. We're, I mean, we're probably only about halfway through, and you just ruined our mood there, Nemo. Oh, Thanks. Oh, goodness. Oh, well, thanks, though. <laughs> that was a great, a great voicemail. Uh, let's move mm-hmm. on here to an email from Ray. Uh, it says, hello, it's Ray from Australia again. I've already sent in a question, but this has been on my mind for a while, and I wanted to know your opinion. Do you feel as though the Jurassic franchise, particularly the newest editions, get unfair treatment from the critics and everyday fans due to nostalgia from the original, which was 25 years ago, mind you, and movies has changed formats and the general pile-on nature of the internet. Personally, I feel they do, and they're unfairly treated. In my opinion, they are held to a higher standard of critics or critiques, sorry, and it's not helpful that they are constantly compared to the original. When I hear criticisms, particularly the old, dumb dinosaur movie, I wonder why the Jurassic films are labeled as dumb. When other franchises, Marvel, I'm coming for you, Skate by with insane plot lines, and it's fully accepted and praised. I'm not bitter, I promise. I'm just confused by this and wondered if others felt the same. Thank you for being a positive force for these films. Your friend from Australia, Ray. <sighs> yeah, I- I'm right there with you, Ray. And I- yeah, I- agreed. It's-, it's a weird, weird feeling, you know, because we've been sifting through it for the past three years, like trying to bypass all the, the you know, the just treatment the unfair treatment of of Jurassic World and it seems to be happening happening again and like we said earlier I don't think it's really going to affect too much the the future but it is kind of tough to get through um while it's happening because it does feel unfair I think it is unfair and I don't I don't necessarily understand the criticisms for this movie um I I've you know come to terms with everybody's criticisms criticisms with Jurassic World I get it. I get why people aren't liking certain aspects of these movies, I guess. But I do think it's a little unfair and like how people are treated and how the extent of things that are just continually treaded upon like the heels or Colin Trevorrow. Like some of these things are just hit nonstop and I don't understand why they're so unfairly treated when, like you said, other movies like Marvel. um, I personally love all those movies. I have a great time with them. But they they are very similar in their structure and, and stuff like that. So I don't understand why people just trash Jurassic when you know these movies exist. And and I think I do think you know this email is right. Where you, if you compare it to the original, people are going to start trashing it because it's not to the same level. I completely agree. And not this is what bugs me more than anything, more than anything in the world. Even before this movie came out, when it was announced that there was going to be a sequel to Jurassic World, all the articles came out saying, we don't need a sequel. We have had enough Jurassic. When's this franchise going to die? And I'm like, we've had one movie in 14 years. I mean, come on. And Star Wars just kicks them out every six months. And then Marvel has one every five months. Who knows? And then and then you have all superheroes everywhere and Star Wars everywhere and just all that. And I'm like, come on. How can you 
want to end this franchise and lobby to end this franchise when we've only had a couple and it's a planned trilogy. It's not coming out of nowhere. Like it's a planned system here. And that, that credit, that, um, Sort criticization, critic, <laughs> I'm broken. You know that that critique thing, critique maybe that <laughs> yeah. get that we get is the one that bothers me the most. Like they didn't even see the movie yet because it was just announced at that point. Just the announcement alone brings up all that of we need to end this franchise. We're done with it. We had too much, and there's that 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 bothers me more than any critique of the movie itself. I hate that yeah. one. It really is bothersome and, you know, even from the moment like the trailers came out for this movie, everybody was calling it dumb. Like it's just a big dumb movie. Um, looks stupid. Um, a lot of people were trashing like the volcano sequence and stuff like that. But for me, like that is a classic element of dinosaur storytelling. Like if you open up any old dinosaur book – It'll have like the incorrect dinosaurs and the way that they used to think they looked. But then it'll also have a volcano exploding in the background. And any kind of like old artwork you see, they always have volcanoes in there. And I think it's something that I've kind of wanted forever is like that visual. And I think it, it did it well. And, and I've actually been surprised a lot of the critics didn't mind that moment. They actually thought that was a pretty good moment in the movie. So I'm like, I'm like, oh, good. At least they turned around on that aspect. Maybe they don't like a lot of the other ones, but um, they're they're okay with that. So it's not as big and dumb as they assumed. Um, but it's just the criticisms are strange. Um, a lot of people criticize the script in this movie. Um, I don't I don't necessarily see a huge problem with the script. I think everything's pretty standard for Jurassic. Uh, people talk about one dimensional characters, but yeah, they've all kind of always been there. And yes, they are one dimensional, but that's okay. I think it's okay. I don't get why every character has to be Oscar worthy, you know, in that sense. I don't think every character needs to be, you know, fully fleshed out. We have Wheatley, who's just one dimensional bad guy that just wants to pull out teeth and, and you know, uh, collect his money. And we've seen that throughout the entire franchise over and over again. And I don't think, I don't think that's, a, that's wrong. You know, I don't think that's bad. So I, I don't really understand a ton of the critiques and it's definitely unfair to me. Oh, 100%. I mean, not, I, I didn't even get to that part, but yeah, the critiques themselves, like, that's all opinion, that's whatever. But after just the, the idea of a second Jurassic World movie, and I was like, ah, oh, and the franchise is too much. Yeah. I, I, you just can't even take those things seriously when you look at the, the line of Star Wars and the line of Marvel and, and the line of every other franchise, Transformers even, that are just gone forever. And we get like two. In Jurassic World. Oh, too many. Too many. Can't do it. <laughs> I know. It, it really bugs me because – and then you hear the people like out there that are like, oh, do they even have a fan base or there anybody that even cares about these movies? And then we're all like sitting here like, uh, yeah. I know. Yeah, yeah. Oh, and man. All, I remember like, that person. Go, yeah, we that all go crazy fun. on those people on Twitter. We're like, hey, uh, we're here. You know, uh, Check it out. Like it's an actual fandom. Uh, it is real. People do care about this. So back off with your criticism because we we care and we like it and we appreciate it and we want more. We want it to be and expanded. You know what? If they don't like it, why say end the franchise? I don't like it. What if other people like it? Like just don't see it then. Why yeah. is that bothering you? Well, that's like, what used to happen. You know, in the, in the old days, people would see a movie and be done with it if they didn't like it. But now everybody can criticize it and 
you know, spew their voice out there and just say like, I hate this, I hate that, I hate everything, and somebody will listen. So that's the problem. I, you know, I'm trying. To, I'm sounding like an old person here with the internet, blah blah blah. But it is part of the problem. I love the internet. I love Twitter, but like, it does create a you know downward spiral spiral for a lot of these uh, films and stuff like that. So. I don't know. Like I said earlier, just look past Twitter because there's a lot of great people. Uh, there's great people on Twitter too, but there's a lot of great conversation going on elsewhere. Yeah. Um, but yeah, thanks, Ray. Uh, that, that was great. And why don't we move on here to an MP3 from Caleb. So uh, let's take a listen. If I can get it. Here it is. Hey, Brad and Jen. Whoa. It's Caleb. I got to see Fallen Kingdom with Jen and the Jurassics last week. And it was a blast. I loved it. And I... Have loved it the other times I've seen it since then as well. It's It just blows my mind. It's fantastic. Um, but that's a long story. Anyway, I'm wondering, of the new characters in Fallen Kingdom, who are y'all's favorites? Whether it's Zia or Eli or Franklin. I honestly don't know who mine is yet, but I'm just wondering about y'all. So, anyway, hashtag Jurassic. Hope to see you guys soon. You guys got a thing going on, huh? Dress six. Yeah. Six of us went to City Walk um, <laughs> the weekend that it opened, and we saw it on City Walk, and they had like a hype thing, and we, we got free stuff, and we went to the park, and it was a really fun time. That's awesome. Um, but yeah, so as far as favorite characters go, um, Easy. That's, that's a good question for me. I, well, go ahead. What's your answer? Easy. Eli Mills. Loved him. Loved him. Loved him. Wish he didn't die because I really liked him a lot. I don't know if it's just a dude who played him, but I, I really enjoyed the way he played him then, I guess. I, I really enjoyed him. Um, The others, I think I didn't care for one way or the other, but I specifically liked him most. Yeah. I was going to I was gonna bring up Mills, to be honest. I was going to say, first off, I was going to start with Zia. Um, I think she's fantastic. I, I loved every moment, you know, that she was in the movie. And I, I kind of looked forward to her in general. Like before the movie came out, I was like, man, I can't wait to see what Daniela Pineda brings because she's hilarious on Twitter uh, and Instagram <laughs> and all that. She is just a life force that like unlike anything we've ever seen, I feel like in this franchise, she is so comical and so hilarious like uh, that's the same thing comical and hilarious um but she she's funny i don't know <laughs> and i loved watching everything that she's done so i was excited to see her in this and she she pulled it off and she's a very memorable memorable character moving forward here and uh um and eli he he's fantastic as well like the moment he's introduced he is he is the most like charismatic bad guy like i feel like i've ever seen in this franchise like maybe maybe you can call him one dimensional but like i think he's he's i don't know i i loved how he came down those stairs and he was just like oh hey hi claire like you remember me uh i you know i worked blah 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 back in college like he's so nice and he tries to fool them so good and then rips off like Maisie's head later on like telling her to be quiet and get out of the room and stuff and just he is just a nasty villain, but he's also got this shade of like the good side where he just wants to fool you and he's like the nicest guy you've ever met. So I loved that aspect of his character. I loved everything about him. I loved how that just everything you mentioned, in addition to when he um, after the volcano sequence and the, the boats leaving and then it goes to him and he's watching the boat 
like he's like oh crap like this is happening like we're here this is really going to be a thing and then he has to go and visit and meet with the other dude the auction dude and he's like a totally different thing so i don't think he's one dimensional i think if anything zia and franklin are extremely one dimensional because she is like the same line and same delivery every single time she talks and he's the same way he is like the same line yeah. the same delivery every time he talks and i'm just like that, i don't that got old the first line um but but he's different like every time depending on who he's talking to and he has that selfish thing but and he has a little bit of morality going on a little bit but he doesn't like let it go let let it happen there and I, i like him he has a lot going on i was a little bit bored with james cromwell which makes me sad because i really love him and i i didn't get him he was fine he was fine i guess and then the um the the nanny lady i liked her a lot too but yeah, she was she like was just sporadic but i liked her a lot too waitley was fine same level as james cromwell was fine um who am i missing bd uh, wong is bd wong yeah eh. he's, he's yeah he's been around he's um, he's just him i think you pretty much touched on everybody um I don't know. I, I liked all the additions. I thought they were all pretty great. I don't really have anybody that I disliked or anything like that. I, I think everybody did a great job. Um, and yeah, I, yeah. I guess um, you know Lockwood wasn't like fully realized in a sense because he was just you know stuck to the bed or or wherever he was most of the time and just didn't really have a ton to add. Um, he was just basically well, you like know, a foil to Maisie. You know, you know why. You know why he wasn't? Because we never saw him before. We never heard about him before. Yeah, he's supposed to be a John John Hammond partner, but we had no emotional attachment to that prior. And if that was Richard Attenborough sitting there, that would have been a totally different thing. But yeah. because it was someone we don't know, it, it was hard to get back into that place. Well, you know, we didn't know who he was, but I, at least I got the sense that people knew who he was. Like, um, the moment that you know Claire picks up the phone and realizes who's calling, she knows yeah. who he is, and there's a history, um, you know, there somewhere. You know, she knows that at least Lockwood. It's not like he's like, oh, it's revealed that he's a a hidden guy. Like we didn't know about him before. Nobody knew that there was a partner, and that would have been, a, I think, a little cliche. At least everybody kind of knew about it. You know, everybody knew that there was a partner and that they had a falling out. And then there's all these layers that are revealed underneath that, which I think are interesting. And in that sense, his character is interesting. But um, as far as like his performance here, there was not much to grasp on. But I think uh, I think um, we're good with Mills. Uh, I think that's a pretty good choice yeah. for both of us. You, you know, second though would be that that little girl. That Maisie oh, yeah, was yeah, very we very didn't good. Touch on her at all? That that's true. We didn't mention her. Um, yeah, Isabella. I liked Sermon. her a lot. She's she did she a was... fantastic job acting in. Uh, making it believable and and she was amazing and i like okay. i like the little like bath bath argument i know so, that still gets laughs in, yeah. in the theaters for me yeah <laughs> it's so good you know you know though um i even when i hear a bad review of this movie i always hear a praising review for her even if they say this movie sucked but the little girl was great like i get i hear that a lot like even if they hate the movie there i cannot find one person to say that they didn't like the kid and mm. that she's very she's gonna go places yeah, yeah. And I would assume one of those places is Jurassic World 3. So <laughs> I would guess so. I don't think they could leave that thread untouched and just like kind of forget about it. So I think 
it'll be interesting to finally have like another returning character here. We don't always get a lot of returning characters. And they even talked about like – I think it was fairly obvious that it could have been like Jake Johnson's Lowry in the role of Franklin. Um, we even I think we might have even talked about that. Like it, it was a possibility. I think Colin even just mentioned it in an interview that it, they had considered that. But then they just went with Franklin. So now we have another returning character, which is great. I, I, I'm going to love it. Or I hope. Well, I mean we're assuming, but I think it's a pretty safe bet. Yeah. Um, but let's move on here. We got another one. Thank you. Uh, thank you, Caleb. Uh, what's this one? This one's from Tom. Oh, great. Tom. Um, Tom set me up and said, like, he's, I don't know. He's, he's going to troll us or it's going to be tough. or rough. I forget what he said. It's, it's Let's just take a listen. Hey, Brad and Jen. Tom here. That was really energetic, but, you know, whatever. Um, <laughs> basically, I'm going to make your lives absolute hell by asking you a horrible question. Oh, and that is, if you could only save one dinosaur from Isla Nublar, which dinosaur would you choose and why? Oh, and before you give that straightaway obvious answer that I know you're thinking of, Mr. Jost, Ugh. you cannot save a certain sauropod. There you go, guys. I've just ruined this entire episode, oh, made everyone on. really, really emotional, and now I'm going to go back to eating my baked beans on toast. What? <laughs> Enjoy. Uh... <laughs> What's baked beans on toast? That must be an Some English thing. British thing. Who You know, Tom, go eat it. Get, get out of here. You know, <laughs> making us kill off a Brachiosaurus on purpose here, jerk. Um, oh, man. Um, all right. This is actually fairly easy, Tom. Ha. Huh. Jen, do you have a pick? <laughs> I would save. Well, I'm liking those Ankylosauruses, but you know what? I'm going to go with the T-Rex because that's my favorite forever. So. Yeah. Oh, man. I mean, if we're – that's tough. Uh, you know, with Nemo's question, I didn't want to pick something that was like a brute force that's like I can't really keep it in my backyard or, or something like that. Like, what am I going to do with a T-Rex? Um, and, yeah, that kind of makes sense picking like she's a character. You know, the T-Rex is a character. Um, oh, man, I guess we also have Blue that we could choose we could choose from as well. Um, I, I don't know. I'm going to go with Stiggy, though, because it's, it's more in the lines of, like, Aww. I can, like, keep, you know, keep it, like, in, in my backyard or, you know, in my house just, like, as a little pet because it's kind of small. Um, and it, we got a quick glimpse of it in that, like, stampede scene. Um, it is, it's like running past a gyrosphere or something uh, around that point. So it was there. But um, – No, it's running next to Chris Pratt. Yeah. And that's another one. I'm like, is it the same one? I don't think so, but maybe. I don't right. know. Um, so, yeah, that's my pick at least. And you get the T-Rex. So Yeah, I'll take the T-Rex. I mean that T-Rex is a piece of history. Yeah. Like, so I got to save that history. I know. I didn't really think of that, about that before I, you know, Stiggy popped up in my head. But that is a good pick. Ugh. Yeah, she's historic. I don't know how much longer, like, she has left. I know I said that before. I know. And what I a, know. Like, what a failed, like uh, – you know, theory on our parts because we talked about that so much of how like this could be the end because she's thirty, almost like yeah, she's got to be around thirty years old now, and it's just like, what are you gonna do with her? You know, how much longer can she live? But it's gonna keep happening, yeah. I guess. Yep, <laughs> I know. I soon. thought this would have been the one. Yeah, I but... like with Fallen Kingdom, T Rex Kingdom. Like I thought this was gonna be the one. This is gonna be the movie. It wasn't gonna make it. 
yet here we are. I'm pretty sure we talked about the exact scene if we went back and listened to a bunch of the mailbags. Um, I'm pretty sure we described the exact scene as the Brachiosaurus, to be honest, um, yeah. except we had mentioned like the T-Rex. That is exactly how um, it played out. You know what we did, though? We, we I liked what we did because we had it that the T-Rex naturally dies of natural causes on the island. Owen and Claire find it and they get have like a sad moment. Maybe they're there when it dies. Another callback to the Apatosaurus kind of in that sense. And then they have to go because of the volcano. And then we see the volcano go over the cars. We saw over the T-Rex, over through the visitor center. Like I wish it would have went over more important things. Yeah. And I thought it would have went over the T-Rex as well. Like we, we would see the T-Rex get swallowed up by the lava. Uh, yeah, I know that that definitely was a disappointment for me is how quickly and we've talked about the pacing, just how quickly they got off the island and didn't really sit with it, you know, uh, yep. because yep. I know it's hard to say because the Brachiosaurus send off was phenomenal and, and obviously super emotional, but I would have absolutely loved to have seen more from the island because as far as I'm concerned, the island is fine, to be honest. It doesn't really seem like that much got destroyed. There's like I a was wide thinking of that too. You know? There's a wide shot it, that shows like a few yes. like crevices and stuff like that that are covered in lava, but it it's only the north side. Like it's not like the rest of the island. So how bad is it? There's like I'm going to say 100% there are still dinosaurs on that island. Um but I don't know. Like as far as they're telling us that was the last time we'll see it. So I don't know. It's, a, it's an interesting point that was not brought up by Tom at all, but we've just sidetracked into it. <laughs> I know. I mean, if this was the killing of the island, I really think they should have shown other pieces from the first movie. And if they, if it is not the killing of the island, then it's just going to be a repeat of exactly what we had just seen. You know, it's just going to be the same thing, which I, I hate to say it, but this movie repeated a lot of the stuff that Jurassic World did. So... I guess yeah, it's it possible. Like, I guess it's still a, po- a probability that it could happen. But I don't know. As far as they're telling us that this was the last time we'll see that island. And I don't know. I just would have loved to have seen more things get destroyed, like the old visitor center, like the innovation center or Main Street or something. Yep. Yep. But uh, I don't know. As um, far as they're telling us, that won't happen. Is it kind of weird? Okay, this has just popped in my head. Is it kind of? I, mean, I kind of wanted to see other parts of Jurassic World Park because we talked about way back in Jurassic World how everyone kind of wanted to see more of Jurassic Park, of like we saw like the visitor center and stuff, but they wanted to see more of Jurassic Park and Jurassic World. I kind of wanted to see more of Jurassic World in Fallen Kingdom. I, I kind of wanted to go back to the control room a little bit and maybe go to Claire's office or like do something like she, like you had to get something there. You had to take care of like, I feel like the control room would have been a really cool place to revisit instead of that bunker. Yeah. I mean, that would have, you would think that that would be the place to go to. I think we might have talked about this, um, but yeah, that would be the place to go to. But for some reason, the bunker was the place of choice in the movie, but yeah, mm. I kind of would have liked to have seen other paddocks or other uh, like yeah. attractions or you know something like that. But we got a bunch of like sweeping shots uh, from very far away, showcasing a lot. So when the DVD comes and we're able to pause and kind of take it all in, that's going to be a blast to kind of sift through a lot of those details. But the fact that we're not getting up close and personal with them is somewhat disappointing. Like it would have been interesting to be in like the hotel. And the hotel yeah. has dinosaurs all over the place, and they had to get yeah. through the hotel. You know, um, I mean, 
that would have been, been a better placement. Like, imagine the bunker being the control room. Then they have to escape the control room, and then there's lava coming there, like at the actual Main Street Park area, and like they have to run through the T-Rex paddock. They have to run through all these different the innovation center, and they have to like run through all these different areas. And you kind of get an explore uh, exploration of the of Jurassic World now being covered in lava as well. If I mean, if they're not going to give us the old park. At least give us Jurassic World with the lava. I mean, they did they did an open field. I I guess money wise, um, it, okay, it's expensive to do all those <laughs> scenes, probably. Yeah. But it was it was the, the cheap lazy way to just run down a hill with dinosaurs. Like I feel like other set pieces would have had more impact, and you could have ended it the same way in the water. It would have been fine. Just yeah. replace the forest with actual Jurassic World stuff. You know, I guess the one thing you could say is I, I've heard a lot of people complaining about like the nostalgia factor in this movie that it's like throwing a lot of those things in your face, um, you know, from the past. So that would have been another criticism. I think people would have been like, "Well, they're just trying to break our hearts on purpose." Like it's just a you know, oh yeah, it's another thing. To I criticize. want my heart broken. Come yeah. on. I know, and Give, but like I, I want it, do it. Unfortunately, they don't make these movies for us. You know, they make them for general audiences in a way. Um, there's a little things here and there that are made for the hardcore fans, but if they wanted to do everything that we wanted to see, it would never. It would be a six-hour movie. Like it just wouldn't That's work fine. out. Yeah, I know it's fine for us, but <laughs> for the general public, they don't want that. They want something short and sweet. And a, a funny criticism was. Um, uh, some guy I was listening to on a podcast was like, this movie was long. And I'm like, what? What? That is like the farthest criticism that I've ever heard from being true. I mean, it's like two hours and eight minutes or something like that or four minutes. And it's it feels quick to me. Uh, maybe it's just because I love the, the movie and I want it to be longer. But it felt like a quick ride. And I was you know enthralled with it the entire time. But like it didn't feel long ever. No, no, it went too fast. It went went too. It wasn't long enough, in Ugh. my opinion. I mean, I, every scene should have been like fifteen, thirty seconds longer. It should have <laughs> yeah. laid on, laid at the end a little bit, let you catch up. Like the, even the Maisie reveal when when Mills says uh, says her thing, the dinosaur comes and then they're running. You're like, wait, <laughs> no I, I don't even. <laughs> I need to get that for a second. I have heard criticism from fans, like legit fans. Um, about like how it wasn't expanded upon, but I think like that's a thread that they're just leaving open for the future. And people are saying yeah, oh, it's a bad sense. script or it's bad, you know, stuff like that that they didn't explain that. But I think that it's it's more so leaving that thread hanging for the future, giving us something to talk about for the next three years, um, and giving the movie the next movie something to tell. Uh, because if they had just explained everything right there, it would have it would have been like you know having Bryce go and find a pair of sneakers in the last movie. It just would have been a, a <laughs> scene that you just don't need, you know. Um, so I, I don't know. I, I kind of like that the thread is open, that it was unanswered, and it was treated like you know something small. Um, but there was a lot of go- a lot of stuff going on. They didn't have a lot of time to think about the ethics and the. You know the the morality of cloning and talk, have a debate about it and all that yeah. stuff. Like there was many dinosaurs loose in that mansion. You can't sit there and think about this and have somebody explain it. You know, I don't know. And yeah. if they had re- and- if they had done it earlier when things were safe, 
Um, it just would have been way too soon to reveal it. I miss that dialogue, whether it be about that or about anything else. I really miss that dialogue because I was thinking toward the end, there's not much dialogue at all. And no. after seeing this a couple times, like Claire's last line is like 20 minutes before the movie's over or something uh, like that. Like she she's done talking yeah. for, tw- for the last 20 minutes. And I'm like, well, that's that's not I wanted more of that. Like, And then you have that montage with like just Jeff Goldblum talking. But I mean, I wanted more character discussions and more dialogue. Yeah, I mean, it would have been nice, but I think, understandably, like I said, like the the, the nature of the scene or the the circumstances that they're in, it's kind of like you can't really just sit there and have a conversation while the Indoraptor is loose in a mansion. <laughs> I guess they could have like well, wrapped it up after the fact, like sort of like how John Hammond had like a a speech. But I mean, I guess that's kind of what Jeff Goldblum did here. Um, well, look at look at that ice cream scene in Jurassic Park. There's stuff going on outside and there's dinosaurs running around and they're and alan and the kids are in the tree and all this bad stuff's happening they have no idea what they're doing and they sit down and eat ice cream and they have a talk i don't know it it was less less dire i guess no i I see what you're saying Um, i'm trying to play devil's advocate (laughs) I, i guess it was less dire because um you know like as far as the the group in the the visitor center they didn't really know that the other crew was like asleep in a tree right at that moment, but um, there was nothing else they could do. You know, they 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 looked, yeah. they 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 tried to figure it out, but it was just too too dark, too late. They couldn't really search at that point. It wasn't safe for anybody. They're just gonna more people are gonna die. So they had oh. a second to sit and chat. Um, maybe there you could know, have though. been a locked room or something. <laughs> In, in the cell, in the cell, with Owen and Claire in the cell, like there was that moment. They could have done that and they did it a little bit. But I don't know if anyone here listening or you, Brad, heard the audio, the full audio of that scene where Claire mentions Ms. Ronnie and having control over things. Like there's more to that dialogue and it was just chopped up all over the place and it was a lot shorter, hmm. which disappointed me. I don't think I've heard she, that. I forget. It's in some trailer. It's in some oh, maybe. Um, oh, maybe Chinese if, yeah. TV spot. It's not the international. It's not the Chinese trailer. It's in like a TV spot for Japan or something. But um, yeah. yeah, she mentions Ms. Ronnie and she mentions about having control of the park. It, it, it's longer and better. And I wish they would have let that in there. Yeah, I honestly don't know why it was trimmed to, you know, two hours and whatever I said, eight minutes or so. Um, it could have fully been like two hours and 20 minutes or 30 minutes like people would have been there still been there maybe it would have made a tad less but um you know people are there for star wars and it's two hours and a half minutes like every time it seems like um so i don't know i I don't know why they they had to get it down to that amount of time um when it could have been a few minutes longer and still been acceptable um but tom did that answer your question oh wow (laughs) i don't remember what the question was Did we answer uh, it? I think so. Uh, what dinosaurs would we take off the island, right? Oh, my uh, goodness. How do we get here from that? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Oh, my God. I have no idea. Oh, wow. Uh, but uh, let's move on. Thanks, Tom. Uh, let's. Wh- wh- where's my notes here? Okay, so we're going to move over to a voicemail from Becky. Uh, so let's take a listen. Hi. Hi, hey. Jurassic Park Podcast. Hi, Brad and Jen. Um, hey. It's Becky. Um, I... I'm so sad that I missed calling in before Fallen Kingdom 
but I had just received news that I was going to be hired on a film out in Atlanta, and I was moving and crazy. Um, but there's no excuse, and I'm hoping I didn't miss the deadline for this mailbag. Nope. Um, oh, my gosh. Can you believe Fallen Kingdom? I'm finally also caught up on the podcast. There's been so many amazing episodes, and thank you guys so much for all your input. Um, I'm wondering, I'm sure that you'll answer, but I'm wondering on how, with repeat viewings, how any of you are feeling. I've still only seen it once. I'll be honest, I absolutely loved it, and I know that I had my reaction video that kind of went a couple places after Jurassic World. Um, I did record another one after Fallen Kingdom, just solo, because I went by myself, and I'll be posting that somewhere soon. It's kind of ridiculous. Again, I'm bawling. I don't know what the first Jurassic World viewing do to me, but oh my goodness, I loved it. Um, I just have a couple complaints. I would say my biggest con would be the pacing, followed by like we didn't really get to know Franklin and Zia quite enough, I felt. Um, if you guys could change one thing about this movie, just one, what would be your thing that you would choose? to change to make the most improvements to this movie. Maybe that would calm down like general audiences. I haven't really looked up a bunch of general feedback, just kind of fan feedback, but um, what would you guys change? One thing, each of you. I personally would probably just make it a three hour movie and slow down the pacing a little, uh, but get to know everyone a little better, spend a little more time breaking down some of those big reveals. But I would love to hear your thoughts on just the one thing you would pick to change. And I think you guys are both amazing. And keep up what you do. These mailbags are awesome. And every episode is awesome. And you guys are Jurassic heroes. Okay. Uh, go at it. Bye. Oh, man. Thanks, Becky. That was awesome. Wow. <laughs> That's a question I yeah. have not thought about. Yeah. One um, thing. Before we before we dive into that, I'll, I'll give you some time to think. Um, it's been interesting, like doing these podcasts leading up to this movie, um, because I had a feeling that people would tune out. To be honest, just because I know a lot of people uh, didn't want to know all the details, even even though we tried tried to stay like pretty spoiler free for the most part. I, I definitely let people know big time, like oh, there's going to be some big spoilers here, so tune out. Um, but you know, I, I tried to keep it like light and easy to listen to, but I know a lot of I knew a lot of people would like tune out and catch up later on. So I hope people are like kind of diving back into some of those episodes. We had a lot of great stuff, so my, I might have to like do like a catch up episode or something just to kind of mm-hmm. like make people understand what we did during June because there was like eleven episodes in the wow. month. It was like out of control. It was just so wow. many episodes. Um, so yeah, I apologize profusely every episode. Like, I'm sorry guys, there's more episodes coming, (laughs) but, um, yeah, it's great to hear that people are still diving into them and and thanks Becky. That, that feels good to know that you're like, you know, still diving into them, even though, you know, you tuned out for a little while. So that's good. Um, Mm -hmm. did you, did you think of, um, one thing to change and, and a good thing that she brought up is maybe one thing general audiences would change or what you think general audiences would like changed and maybe what about you what would you like changed yeah that's a that's a two-part question um okay for general audiences i would agree with her to make it a little longer i know that's just opposite of what probably general audiences want but for their own good i want it to be a little longer so they get to know the characters more um 
and just the extra little dialogues of mentioning Ms. Ronnie, mentioning the other part, putting in those little parts we just mentioned about that, spending more time with the island, actually getting the lava through it and in the park and stuff like that. I think I would just add in more of those little details in there for the general audiences. For me personally, um, I wanted more DPG stuff. I didn't want to just dive right in there and be like, oh, here we are. Like if you're not if you're not caught up with that online viral marketing material, you would have no idea what's happening or what's going on or why she's there or where her stance is. I wish we would have had a little bit of um, build up to that or explanation or I mean, you know what I want. I, I wanted the, the early in between stuff, which um, can't really change that because the way the movie went. But for the movie itself, I, I mean, I would have I want to add more DPG or even prep to the DPG or just more explanation of the whole system of it, mm-hmm. I think. Yeah, I think that's a fair um, fair change, you know, just kind of bridging that gap because we've both read the book um, and it, the book's out, but um, we both read it and I don't know if it necessarily bridges the gap as much as I'd want it to, but uh, it definitely helps a little bit for me. But as far as the other stuff goes, like the DPG, you know, uh, website and all that definitely provides a lot of material, but I would still like more. I think that's a good thing um, to add some backstory of how she got into doing that specifically because, yeah. yes, there are some things in on the website that kind of tell us that, but I, I you know, I, I hate that, unfortunately, movies have created viral content that forces you to look into it where yeah. you, you, you know – I it's fine for me because I love looking into all these things and I'm I'm a big fan of these things but as far as like the general audience is concerned is they don't care unfortunately they don't need to look into it and there will be websites that'll say like oh my god check this out like you know a big movie blog or something will be like here's the thing that you may may have missed but that's the only exposure they're going to get to a lot of these details and a lot of them won't even get that um so it is kind of unfortunate I mean- that you have to read that to kind of understand Claire or you have to read the evolution of Claire to understand why she's even in this position to begin with. Yep. And I mean, a little few lines would have fixed that. Maybe another scene, a, a pre-scene to that. I don't know if I like that being her intro. Not sure. But I mean, she they could have at least mentioned when the volcano became active because that's on the website, but that's not in the movie. They could have mentioned when she started the DPG because that's on the website. It's not on the movie. And I feel like that would have helped a lot of people to get a timeline of where we are, what happened, where the mind space is instead of just going right into it in the middle, literally in the middle of it, right before the volcano is like erupting right before the, the Congress is like, no and all that. But that, I feel like that was, that was too late in the game for audiences to see i i wish they would have just had a little bit more in the beginning a totally different scene just something even a, a totally different clarity not even at the office i don't really know exactly what but just something else yeah. to set that up well the problem is is that there's these websites that are telling us all these details and then you also have like the creators telling you a lot of details um, that were never present in any material that they're just saying like, oh, yeah, 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 that happened, uh, you know, a few years ago and they kind of skipped over it. But, but, you know, I'm telling you now that it happened and you have to trust that 
as like your head cannon or or the cannon. And it's kind of like, oh, I don't I, I don't like that. I don't like that Colin Trevorrow is out there. He's the one who has to tell us that, you know, this is the fact or, or the fact that like the map was wrong. You know, like that's a little different than what I'm talking about. But he's like, oh, man, you know, sorry, we messed up. Um, I didn't I've never considered it on the edge, because if you notice the map in Eli Mills, you know, his office has like um, that like digital map and stuff. And there's a few other scenes, but it's all the way. Um, is it it's on the bottom of the island? I forget. Yeah, I think it was on the bottom of the island. Yeah. Um, and as far as like uh, Main Street goes, it was always in the middle of, of the island previously. Right. So like things like that, we have to trust and we have to listen to Colin when he says like these things, these things happened. Um, you have to trust me. Um, and I don't like that, to be honest. I kind of wish they would just tell us <laughs> in the movie or show us, you know, don't show, don't tell. But like I just want to know in the movie somehow. But again, they cut it down to a certain length to kind of appease yeah. the general audience and – that's that's the things that get cut. So I mean, honestly, my my conspiracy that I've been wondering for so long, I maybe I'll I'll choose that because then that would have built on the DPG and that would have fixed all of my my the, everything I just explained about how I want more DPG background. My conspiracy actually happening and like being in the film and integrated, it would have solved all those problems because yeah. right there you would have known like why it exists, what she's doing, and it would have added more stakes and it would have added more morality questions and it would have put more pressure on people and it would have just added a lot more, I think. And so that 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 would be my change. It would actually solve my other problems. So my conspiracy of Claire being blackmailed due to GPG for whatever reason. And Eli Mills, like, making her do it. And then she's like, fine, I'll be the face of this thing for this. And, like, just a lot of power struggles is yeah. what I wanted. You know, Claire is a pretty resilient character um, with all the struggles that she's faced, you know, dating back to the uh, uh, her college years. And, and, <laughs> real, and, yeah. and after Jurassic World, like, she's pretty resilient and it never shows, like, on her. So I don't know if that's just, like, a failed – part on the filmmakers to not like show her transforming um in that sense or she's just really resilient and she just bounces back pretty easily like she has no ptsd um after any of these situations that she's been in she's just perfectly yeah, fine I know. you know like but franklin I on the other hand has never never experienced any of these things and he's traumatized from the second he you know gets <sighs> to the island um or even before to be honest but um i don't know I don't know how we got here again, <laughs> but no, that's, that's a valid point. We'll bring that back up when we talk about the book because that's a valid point. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, and Becky, what did she even ask at this point? She asked, um, <laughs> "Oh, the one thing you'd change." So yeah, if yeah. I if I would have to go with like the general audience, I feel like a big general audience criticism is, has, well, maybe not general, but the critics have said like the script. Um, but at the same time, if you change a script, that's going to change the entire movie. And I like this movie, so I don't want it completely changed. But maybe for general audiences, change it, I guess. I don't know. Um, but for myself, this is like just like a personal thing that I would just like love to see changed is um, the Sinoceratops comes out of the jungle and just like licks Chris Pratt in the face. And I, I hate that. And then I hate oh, the yeah. fact that he is rolling away from the lava when – uh, it definitely should have been a more serious moment. And if you're that close to lava, you just would have become Anakin Skywalker and erupted in flames. And uh, that didn't happen either. So I don't really know. Um, but 
it could have been a lot more serious of a moment uh, mixed with the music and and the tension and the drama if they had panned out a little bit because the scene after that when they pan out in the jungle, it's on fire. It's very scary. It's intense. But that moment before that is very silly. Um, and I don't like that it comes off as a joke in this serious moment. Um, but I don't know. Maybe that's just me. I know a lot of people have liked no. the sequence. But um, I personally just don't like that whole thing where he, the moment that he starts waking up, he's, his face is getting thrown back and forth by the tongue of this dinosaur. And it, it, it gets his face all sticky. And then he finally wakes up and he starts rolling and flopping his limbs all over the place, gets over the log. From the moment he gets over the log, I'm cool. Like I, I like that scene. Like it looks good, but I would have liked a little bit more tension there. Um, no, and, and you enough, have a good point. Enough, because you know what? Sorry, the lava, the lava reveal, and the big giant size of the dinosaur reveal were great. Like those reveals were perfect. But you're right. The the funny part they added and pairing with those reveals could have been taken out. But mm-hmm. they had a good good thing, and then they ruin it with the funny crap. Yeah, that was out of place. And and they they did the sticky you know stuff on his face like several times. Like the the Ceratops licked his face, and then the T Rex he like got it all over him there too. So yeah, it's like uh, you know one time one one was fine, um, and it would have been the T Rex. I would have been fine with that one. But the other one, I just like it's a little too much, and it it kind of takes me out of the drama of the moment because it's a very intense sequence, and then it's like eh, it's really silly in the middle here. Um, well, wait. Now, if the the thing would have went up to him and like sniffed him or something, and then did his, then then did what they did and walk and walked away, like that would have still been pretty intense because you would have had the intense of the lava, you would have had the intense of this giant dinosaur reveal like right over him, but it wouldn't have lasted as long, and it would have been really quick, and then they would have ran away with the lava, and that would have made more sense, I think. Yeah. And I, I like that reveal. I like the reveal of the giant dinosaur, and I like the reveal of the lava. That was all fine. You know. But just skip past. The licking stuff. Yeah, personally, I'm not a huge fan of like changing a movie with my own opinions because then I just get angry with the movie after that. But um, you know, you could have just like had that same dinosaur just nudge him or something. It would have been, I think, a more touching moment. You know, if the dinosaur had just kind of bent down and just like nudged him with its beak or whatever and just kind of pushed him, and then it not rolled him out of the way, but just gave him one nudge to kind of sniff him or something like that and then just walked away. And then that's when he wakes up and he starts to get out of there, but it could have been filled with much more tension, the getting out of there um, instead of being a joke. But enough of that. I've harped on it enough. Um, So (laughs) thanks, Becky. Uh, Thanks for making me angry about that one scene. (laughs) Um, let's move on to a voicemail from Jurassic Lion. Uh, let's take a listen. Um, hi, my, I, on Twitter, I'm Jurassic Lion, and I'm a huge fan of the podcast. I nice. just wanted to leave my thoughts on Fallen Kingdom. I saw it, I've seen it five times already, Oof. but the first opening night when I watched it on Friday, oh man, the movie was so good. And the thing is, I watched lots and lots of movies probably too much. Oh, man, my dog. Uh, and, like, five times throughout the film, the audience, like, applauded, and it wasn't even the ending yet. So that goes to show how good of a movie it was. It might be my favorite movie, and which is interesting because there's so many good movies out this year, all really, like, about, I would rank them all A+. But Fallen Kingdom, probably my favorite. 
thank you. I hope this call gets through. Uh, and hopefully there wasn't too much noise. All right. <laughs> thank you. Bye. Now you're good, man. That wasn't that wasn't too bad. The dog in the background. <laughs> but uh yeah, I uh I I you know, I think um our theater actually uh erupted into claps and, and applause and stuff like that a few times when we saw it together, right? I think so. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It, it surprised me because it was like a you know, a press screening and stuff like that. So there's like critics and different things like that in the audience. And I was surprised by how vocal the audience was like with their claps and I was like oh wow like throughout the movie multiple times there was people clapping which is not really a thing that I ever experienced aside from like when when uh like a long time ago in a galaxy far far away comes up on the screen everybody like goes like yeah woo like everybody freaks out but as far as like in the middle it doesn't really happen but this it did in our theater they were clapping at the Amblin logo and like the legendary logo, and like they were clapping at a lot of things. Well, they yeah, that turned into kind of like a joke, didn't it? Because like everybody yeah. just started clapping at like whatever showed up. But yeah, and then even more throughout the movie, they clapped. And then there was definitely a few times where uh, people like groaned out loud. And and uh, I just uh, there was that one moment when they revealed Maisie as the clone, and everybody was like, "Ugh!" I heard like a lot of people like you know not liking that moment, or or you know laughing actually they out loud laughed and it was not not a good moment but as far as i've heard a lot of other screenings have never been like that so that's a good thing what what's really cool is at the premiere though i mean that's different because there's like people that actually are there for a reason but at the premiere that experience was completely different because they everyone got entrance applause which was really neat because every time someone came on screen, like they got entrance applause yeah. and, and there was different scenes that got a lot of applause and people were yelling and laughing and it was a really charged room, which was really, really, really neat. And I think our experience, um, our first screening was as close to that as a regular viewing has gotten, I think, because that was a pretty charged room. Like people were excited, even though they were cheering like to begin with just for fun, but I think everyone in there was pretty excited to be in there. There was a lot of hype for our, our showing, definitely. Like, you yeah. could sense it, just walking in, everybody uh, was super hyped up, and I, obviously there was a few extra things going on at that one, and it just created a great atmosphere. People were super, like, chatty before the movie, kind of experiencing it, and just, you know, laughing and having a good time. And then, yeah, like I said, like, people actually, like, having a great time watching it, too, and um, I, that was a great experience. That was so much fun. But then, you know, at the end, though, at the credits, not like half, maybe half the theater clapped sporadically. We didn't. We were like, what? Like, we, <laughs> yeah. we were silent. And I think a lot of people were that way. Not in a bad way, just the same way that we were. Because now we're, we grew to us and we, we love it as well. But I mean, in the moment, though, our whole theater didn't erupt. Like half clapped and half was what we were which is interesting. Yeah, well our our reaction was very interesting. Like I just I'm still like I still think back to that moment where we're just like, huh? Like we didn't even look at happened. each other. Yeah. And, you know, it's so it's it was such a weird thing and uh know. you know, a lot of it was processing. A lot of people still left um and we knew that there was an extra scene, you know, after the credits. Um but a lot of people didn't so they got out of there, but uh, I'm sitting there most of that time 
searching for, you know, contributor Aaron Beyer, who is actually in the credits of Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom. So if you guys want to see his name, um, there's that moment in the score. So if you're listening to uh, the final tune that comes on, you know, throughout the credits, towards the end of that track, there's that like very Jaws-like moment that everybody talks about. The And it kind of like... It kind of builds and builds and builds. He, if you pay attention during that moment, you'll actually see his name in the credits um, under the like the 3D kind of stereo, stereo something, stereoscopic. He's laughing at me right now, like, dude, come on. Um, but it's in that section, um, which is awesome. So I was sitting there, like, while we're all sitting there waiting, I'm like, where is it? Where's his name? Where's his name? I couldn't find it. And then since then, I've found it several times, but um, it's fun to keep your eye out for. That's awesome. I wonder what that feels like. What what does it feel like to have your name in a Jurassic World credits? It feels nice to know well, somebody with the name in the credits. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but That's I think crazy. I think your experience really um, changes your outlook on a film too. You know, if you have a bad theater, you might have a bad reaction to the movie. If if people are chatting the whole time or looking at their phones or doing this or that, you're going to have a bad experience. You're going to be angry the whole time. You're not going to get into it. Um, I know I've experienced movies that way before and just like not had a great time overall because the theater was not the best. But hopefully everybody gets a good theater and, uh, you know, enjoys the movie because I think that really depends. Yeah, Um, what's really neat. I just saw it uh, a few days ago with my dad, as I've been saying, as the latest time. And by now it's been out a week or so. And you're not getting like the first timers as much, I don't think. But in our theater, it was surprisingly vocal. And there wasn't a whole bunch of people, maybe 20, 25, maybe. We went early at like 10 o'clock, so there wasn't a whole lot of people. But um, it was a vocal theater for being out already almost a week and not that many people. So that was a pleasant Hmm. surprise. That was a really good experience. That's awesome. Um, Yeah, I've had just – I've had good – you know, aside from that first one, every every other situation has been pretty good so far. So, um, yeah, there's nothing you can do about it though. You know, you either – you just like – you know, have no idea what you're going to get when you go into a movie theater, if it's going to be good or bad. So good luck to everybody. Cause I think that really depends, but let's move on, um, to our final one, actually. Um, Ooh, so made let's it. see, we've made it, uh, actually to our final two, um, but they're from the same person. So let's take a listen to the first voicemail from Amy. Hi guys. It's Amy. Um, I know it's been a while, but I made sure to call in this month. And after this month, I'm just going to keep the ball rolling for basically <laughs> forever. When um, Hopefully, you guys are on the radio or on the podcast forever. Um, anyways, so, yeah, uh, I hope you guys have been well. And I just wanted to say to both of you and, um, and to the podcast, like, thank you guys so much for keeping up with everything Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom and you know, giving us all the, all of your listeners a scoop. Um, and I love seeing all the screening, um, festivities and I loved, um, all the sweepstakes too. And, and also I just want to personally thank Jen, um, for doing the Claire, uh, Pop Funko sweepstakes that I was randomly drawn for. Um, I love her. So thank you, Jen. Yay, you're welcome. <laughs> and uh, yeah, so um, I just want to thank both of you guys. This has been a real experience um, leading up to the film. And wow, what a film. I don't even know where to begin. 
um, explaining how I feel about it. Uh, like, well, I will first say that the soundtrack was incredible. Hands down, I loved it. And I loved the subtlety of the Lost World a little bit. I heard the little influence of it. Hmm. And I just loved the, the atmosphere and the vibe. Um, I, w- I will say I, it is a much darker than they have explored before, but I think they did it eloquently. And I love seeing so many dinosaurs, especially the T-Rex a lot, because, I mean, she's my favorite. Like, the T-Rex is hands down the queen. And um, I – there are some things I am kind of unsure of. I won't per- – specifically say because of the spoilers and stuff but i am going to try to keep an open mind um for the third movie you know there is a third last installment so hopefully it will answer all the questions that we as fans are thinking of who have already seen the movie um so my question for you guys would be what do you personally think of claire and owen's character development in fallen kingdom because for me, I've loved Claire and Owen since the uh, since Jurassic Park. I mean, excuse me, Jurassic World, the first one. Um, but the substance that they have added to both characters, especially with Claire, I it just puts the icing on top. I don't want to elaborate too much because I'm afraid that I'm going to get cut off. But yeah, I <laughs> definitely think they. About to get cut off there. <laughs> oh, she got cut off. So she definitely called back. So let's take a listen. <laughs> Hi, guys. It's Amy Well, I was afraid what it happened and what was I afraid of. Um, I did get cut off, but that's okay. I just wanted to call, call back to wrap up my thoughts real quick. So, yeah, that's my question to both of you is what do you think of the character development of Claire and Owen specifically? Um, just because... Claire and Owen was in the first film, and then we see them again in the second film. Not because um, obviously there are plenty of characters in this film, like the new, like Dean Franklin, who were awesome. Um, but we just don't really have anything to compare to, so that's why I chose Claire and Owen. So yeah, those are my final thoughts for this Jurassic Mailbag. I hope you guys have a great day, and I will talk to you later. Have a good night. Have a good day. Bye bye. <laughs> no, it's definitely night. It's definitely yeah, it's night, definitely right, night now. right now. Maybe, maybe <clears throat> when this is out and listening to it, maybe not day. Maybe it's day actually, but now it's night. Um, <laughs> thank you, Amy. That's awesome. <laughs> um, and uh, yeah, what do you think? What do you think about oh, the development? I have a lot of thoughts on this. <laughs> okay. Um, first time I saw it, my thoughts have changed after seeing it a bunch of times. The first time I saw it, I thought he was a total jerk. I did not like him at all. I thought he was unlikable. I'm like. Claire deserves better like why are you even with this guy it was kind of cute in the first movie it was fine it worked but when my first viewing of the second one I'm like no she deserves better than this like no but after viewing it a couple times I'm I'm okay with it I'm better I think that they're great in this one um and I got used to what they are in this one and then I recently went back and watched a little bit of Jurassic World just pieces and they're like 7,000 times better in Jurassic World their dynamic is better in my opinion um I don't want to say it's a chemistry thing. I don't know what it is. I, I cannot pinpoint it. It can't be chemistry because they're still the same people. But I don't know. There's something different. The dynamic in Jurassic World is better. And I, I grew to like the one in Fallen Kingdom more than I did initially. But then going back, it's not as good as what I really liked in Jurassic World. 
Hmm. So I am... I'm liking them a lot, but I'm not liking them as much as Jurassic World, so I'm slightly indifferent, and I'm, I confused myself by going back and watching it a little bit. So I'm not, I'm not really sure where I stand <laughs> with that. It's interesting, because I, uh, I, I like their dynamic in the first movie, but it's all about like um, you know not knowing what that history was. Um, and, and there is not really a lot of history, to be honest. It's just like what was it one date or two dates or something three dates i forget how many um i think it was one one date yeah so it's like there's not really a big history there i mean they've worked together they know who each other are and the way Ms. Ronnie describes it he's like there's a navy man on this island like like she's never heard of him before so it's like so it is kind of interesting in that sense but maybe they're not supposed to cross cross paths too much and they don't have a huge history but they kind of tease each other throughout this movie that uh, there was a little bit, but or the first movie. Um, there's not much change there, I don't think, between the two of them. Right? They kind of just – they are who they are, I feel like, when the time they meet each other in Jurassic World. I don't – yeah, I don't know. You know, I watched by accident actually today. I watched the deleted scene with the, with the dinosaur dropping stuff. <laughs> yeah. And – that scene, I, they were really good. I mean, ignore the, the the situation, but together, their dynamic was something that I was missing yeah. in this one. And I I know there's they're, – I can't say they're different people because they're not really supposed to be different people. They're just in a different situation. And, they're, and apparently they had a relationship in between the movies, fine. But I still feel like I want that whatever was in, in that scene and in the original movie – and I did not get it here. And maybe that's why I didn't like him as much. It's I don't the know. playfulness, you know, like I was saying, because they're 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 hinting and teasing at whatever the relationship was. It's very playful. Um and this the circumstances were definitely dire in Jurassic World, but um they had a lot of moments where they could be playful um in that movie. In this one it's not it's not that playful of a movie. You know, so and there's definitely um, way more history. There's potentially three years of history now. Uh, maybe a little less probably, but um, – and things didn't go well. Like things actually didn't go well this time because they're not together. It wasn't like a failed date. It was like a failed relationship at this point. And But it's weird because it's open-ended though. Like it's not – it wasn't over because they've established that. And, and even Bryce and them, they've talked about this several times that it wasn't never over. It yeah. was just in a weird, unfinished well, they, limbo. They definitely I, I don't know how it, I feel about that. They ended it, but they neither of them were very sure about how it ended. <laughs> and yeah, yeah, like I could see both sides to be honest, because like Claire is very certain about her side being like, "No, I ended this this relationship," mm-hmm. and he's like, "No, I did." But like, I kind of see both sides of it, and it doesn't really seem like either one is right in that situation. I don't know what happened, but um, I love the development of of their characters in this movie. They both feel much more real to me, um, especially Owen. I think he changed like far better because Claire to me was a good character to begin with. Um, but he was not always my favorite. Um, and I think he's grown a lot. I think he's become more of a real person and not just like a one dimensional, like, like hero kind of guy. Um, and the fact that he was a straight up jerk, uh, in the beginning was, was heartbreaking to me because I'm like, this is not, I said, I said the same thing in my head. Like, this is not who you are. You're a better man than this. Um, and that's exactly what she says. Like, 
he is better than that. And I think a lot of that, to be honest, is is not as much of him being a jerk as it is he just doesn't want to relinquish his, you know, macho-ness, you know, and, and relinquish the fact that he didn't break up with her or whatever the situation was. I think it's more of like that kind of thing than it is him being a jerk. He's just kind of being standoffish because they broke up and because he doesn't want to say she's right and agree to her terms. So I think that's more of what's going on in that scene than him just being like, no, I don't care. I don't care no. what happens. No, I mean, I get that. But even the cabin scene, I was like, eh, she deserves better than that jerk. And then whenever <laughs> he was like smelling her hair weirdly, I'm like, okay, you don't, you deserve better than a creeper. Um, I and then I don't think it's there's something com- else. It comes off like completely it? different. I know you and Chris both had that same reaction, but it, I don't feel like yeah. it's as creepy as, as you're making it out to be. But maybe, maybe. The first, the first time I, I definitely felt stronger. I'm better about it now. But then. There was another another scene. Just what was it? Uh, there was another scene. Um. Oh, on the plane. On the plane. When he's already on the plane, that bothers me. You know. As what, well. You know what bothers me about that is the fact that Claire walks in in into the plane and then sits down and then turns around. And she's like, Owen. Like she's shocked that he's there. But when if you just walk into that plane, you would one hundred percent see that there's a guy laying there. I know. So, I that bothered understand. me. I didn't like that he was just—he was just there. I, it's just disrespect. It just seemed disrespectful. I don't know. That was like disrespectful of me. I just didn't think that he respected Claire at all in like the whole thing. I mean, it got better after I've seen it a couple more times. I'm I'm better, but huh. my first initial reaction was was that. And I feel like at least in the first movie, yeah, he teased her a lot, but I still think he had like some kind of respect for her. It could just be totally me being wrong, which is quite possible. Well, no, I mean it's valid, but I, I I'm not sure. I don't. I'm not getting like the disrespect. Yeah, I don't know where. I, of I don't it, know. But, I I don't know where I'm getting it either. That's just just what I'm getting. Yeah, I mean he he's I like know. he. I feel like he's one of those like to be early is to be on time. To be on time is to be late. So he's just like he's a military guy. My dad was a military guy, and he always said that to me. And. Uh, I feel like he would do the same thing. You know, he would be there uh, early and he was there. He was asleep, like in the back of the plane, ready to go. And everybody else shows up late. Where were you guys? Um, so I could kind of see that uh, that kind of situation oh, going on. Do you know what I did really like um, when they were in those big trucks and they were going down Main Street? Yeah. And they had like that that discussion internally. <sighs> yeah. When they were looking at that. I like that. I like yeah. that a lot. Like a lot of bad times. And he's like. A lot of good and some good or whatever. Um, that was pretty nice. I thought that was a nice touch. Um, but where where do they go? Like to me, they kind of – it's kind of the same trajectory though. Like the way they start and end both movies, yep. um, you know, apart. Um, even though like I said, there wasn't really a history in the first movie. It was just one date. But it's similar trajectory where they were together and then they weren't and then now they are again. So that's what we're assuming here, that they're basically like parents now, <laughs> you know? Yeah. I, I would happening? assume. I mean, I I heard a lot of people, like people, Bryce, Chris, and Colin have said that they didn't want to repeat the same beats of the first movie with them, but they've repeated the exact same beats. In the first. Yeah. So I don't really know what they were saying with that because it's the exact same thing, basically. Yeah, they, would, like they relive the same story twice. Definitely, definitely do. I, I I would say, you know, Chris Pratt was, or I, I always go back and forth between the actual names and character names. Mm-hmm. Uh, Owen was less of a hero in the first movie than he was in this movie. 
less of yeah. a hero in the first. Yeah. I don't, I don't um, know how I feel about that. He was either. more of a hero in this one, but also I, I think it was evenly paired with Claire. Like she was very much a hero as well in this movie. Um, but in the last movie, I think Claire was the one who really did all the saving. Like Owen's, yeah. Owen kind of messed up things more so, and Claire did all the saving. But this time around, they kind of shared that space. Um, yeah. And I, I did like that aspect of his like his military kind of his training like coming out in that moment with uh, Stiggy as they're both like taking down that room. That was like so awesome. But like I like that that layer was added because it made him seem more real to me. Like he was able to do more things than just ride his motorcycle through a jungle with some raptors, which was I love yeah. that line, though. I, I thought that was hilarious. I know. Me too. Um, um, I I. I don't like that for that he has more superhero-y like <laughs> stuff because she did like you said she did all the saving in the first movie and got zero credit for it like yeah. even the kids were like I want to go with him and then the audience is like she's done nothing half the audience probably says that and that's what the critics say oh she did nothing and so she didn't get any credit for doing all that saving in the first movie and in this movie, she it's half and half, as you said. And now she's going to get even less probably because it's half and half. But also that same circumstance happens again because Maisie goes to him and hugs him and yes. wants to be with him. Oh, so, my gosh. Could we talk about that for a second? Yeah. Whenever she climbs out of that dumbwaiter and runs to him, that's another change I need because it would have paralleled Claire and Grace hug like perfectly because – she would have like actually hugged her and actually like had that that she was missing in the first movie. And it would have shown growth for her because now yeah. she's actually hugging a child like properly and yeah. enjoying it. I could see that. I'll I'll, I'll one up that in a way. I think, but it, it's somewhat problematic, but also a very awesome thing that I didn't even notice. My wife actually pointed this out to me. Um, more so is the fact that in the movie they talk about blue, right? So this this I feel like this revelation is coming two two hours into this podcast. A good discussion <laughs> here we're gonna have with this this moment. But throughout the movie, um, uh, uh, Doctor Wu and Mills and they're talking about um, you know getting blue and she's injured and Doctor Wu is freaking out. He's like, but we need her in good health because if she's not in good health, she can't be a mother to the Indominus or Indoraptor part. Point uh, 2.0. She needs a mm-hmm. mother. All right. So that's the setup. So this this new dinosaur needs a mother to kind of replicate those training features so that it can become the biggest, baddest creature ever created. Um, so then we get – or actually we, just before that moment, we got Claire uh, – not Claire, Maisie watching these videos, right, of yep. Blue and, and Owen. And Owen is basically – the alpha that he's always talked about. I'm the alpha. So basically he's the mother to Blue. And, you know, he's doing all these things and Blue's comforting him and following his his training. And at one moment where uh, Owen is tilting his head back and forth, you know, you know what I mean? In the video. I do know exactly And, what and Blue mean. is following it to a T. And she's doing the and same thing. And she's doing it too. Mm-hmm. And, and then you realize that there's a there's a relation there that that this cloning and this whole thing that th- it's all related. And, you know, sh- that's that moment where, you know, she presses that button and sh- they're alive like I am because yeah. that's why she had to save them. And she is the same. 
and she found her mother figure, which is somewhat problematic that they chose him as the mother mother figure. Um, in in today's you know day and age, it's kind of problematic, but I think that it's it's a cool revelation where you see that she's mimicking him the same way that yeah. Blue was, and therefore, when she comes out of that dumbwaiter. Uh, you know, he is that mother figure that that you know she watched these things train, and she needs that training just the same way. So it's a very interesting yeah. point. Yeah, but I wanted that for Claire to be part of her thing, and yeah, um, also she's the, she saw Claire first, like in person already. That's why it doesn't. That's why I'm saying it's like kind of problematic, and it's yeah. just like why why are you saying that? She needs a mother figure when you're going to give it to to Owen when he's – I mean he's not a mother figure. He's – I don't know. When you have Claire right there, it's just yeah. a little weird. Like and especially like yeah. you're talking about like mirroring Jurassic World as well, which it would have been fantastic to have that yeah. mirroring and to yeah. kind of set the record straight. Like you know, she can take care of somebody and yep. and I know a lot of people – like I was listening to a review the other day of Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom and they're talking about Jurassic World saying like, oh, all that movie did was tell her she needed to be a mother. And I'm like, no, it, it really didn't. It just said it was one phone call, really had nothing to do with anything. Um, so I don't know. But it would have been a nice mirroring though to have that kind yeah. of reflect here. But I do love this aspect of like what what it is re- what is revealed in that situation. But I, I kind of see where you're, where you're going with that. Yeah, I both make sense, really. But then it doesn't make sense because the other side doesn't make sense. So it's a weird 50-50 on it. One way you don't feel good and the other way you feel good. So it's not going to work either way. But um, I really wanted that because as we see, Claire's already transformed into this her book self, apparently, or a version of her book self. Mm-hmm. And I, I, if we were going to reverse all that and get back the humanity like we've been saying that she's going to do, that would have been a perfect – thing and i think it would have hit a lot of people it was like oh this is a this is a completely different th- thing than what we're used to and and that would have been and now we're, we're back to the, the kids choosing owen again and i i don't know that's two two strikes for me kids choosing owen and then claire not getting her redemption moment with the kids yeah uh, it definitely is slightly problematic there i i think that it that is an issue um, and I definitely cringed at it when I saw it the first time. I was like, ah, why is she going to Owen? Yeah. Uh, but and I, he's I, a stranger. I see, I like see she never saw, She never met him. She didn't even know his name. Like, yeah. she, he's a stranger compared to Claire. So but that I, was weird. But I, I definitely like – I understood that those videos played a big part in that. Yeah. And now I see the layers a little bit more and I understand what they were going for and I like what they were going for. But I – it's that thing I was saying before where I don't like to change the movie in my mind that it, how it could have been better because – what is that going to do for me? It's not going to do anything because they already made the movie. It is what it is. Um, but yeah, I think that could have maybe been a little bit better there. But I, I do – I don't know. I'm trying to think of their their growth in this movie is not that big to be honest. No. Like they kind of end – they, they end where they begin in a way where it's just like they, they haven't like grown and changed like Claire did in, in, in uh, Jurassic World. She definitely had some insane growth there and – Less than we assumed in a way though because the book kind of sets the record straight. Um, So she kind of had less growth and more reversal. Like she went back to who she was. Um, So that's interesting. I haven't watched that movie since reading the book. 
Um, mm. So I'll be interested to see what goes on there. Um, but I don't know. There's not a ton of growth in this movie. It's kind of like subtext and things that you read into more so. I heard a reviewer say, I think it was a negative thing, but I get it that they said that this was just a middle movie like it was just a setup movie it had to happen it was like an obligation movie to get where they wanted to go yeah and that i kind of agree with that and that makes me sad that i agree with that but it is just a setup movie like we're gonna get rid of the island we're gonna set up this thing and it's a total middle movie it does it's not its own thing really i mean it is you can watch it by itself and be fine but i really think once you get the third one this middle one is just gonna be like a little transition movie and that's it yeah, I, I don't. I don't really care to be honest. Like, I'm not so so overcritical where I need these characters to grow and change and be different people. Like, I I've I've grown up on like, like for instance, Indiana Jones. He, he doesn't really change too much. If you talk about the Temple of Doom, he changes in that movie, but that movie is a prequel to the first movie, which a lot of people don't even understand that that's a thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but he changes in that movie, but all the other movies, he's just the same guy. He was in the beginning as he is in the end. So like, it's okay to have that kind of character growth, which is none. Like it's okay. I, I it doesn't have to always be a um, criticism. I don't think, I don't know. I don't know if I agree with you just for the fact of why I go to movies. I don't go for the action sequences. I don't like superhero movies for that reason. Uh-huh. I don't like I don't like things like that. I don't need big explosions to entertain me. I, I wanted that internal struggles and the, the power dynamics and stuff like that of a character growing, learning, making mistakes, flawed, all of that. I, that's what I go for. So um, well, that's what the first movie gave that to me, and this one did not. You know who has never had any growth whatsoever? Ian Malcolm. <laughs> I know, and I don't like him. I know. know that, I that's, like him. that's your thing is you don't like Ian Malcolm, but – you can't deny the fact that he's one of the most popular cinematic characters ever created, right? Definitely, and I so, don't understand. And it, it, you're like, why? Why is that a thing? It's me. Me and Ethan are our party of one. <laughs> as in, I don't like. I don't like him. Party of one, and because I don't, he doesn't change. He he does keep saying the same things over and over and over, and people just eat that up. And I I like people making mistakes and not and just I like that. I I like the the growth. I, yeah, I no, I, I'm I with you there. I like seeing that, but I also it doesn't. It's not going to ruin anything for me. I don't need it. It doesn't have to happen. Characters for me, personally, can be one dimensional. It's fine. Like I, I, I'm not going to let it ruin an experience for me, um, like a lot of people might. But it, it, yes, it, it could be nice if there's some growth, but it doesn't have to happen for me because. It's the movies I grew up on didn't always have that situation. They had some growth um, or they had none at all. And I was always okay with those. And, uh, you know, yes, Jurassic Park had one of the biggest growths of any kind of character out there. Um, but I don't know. I don't need it because this is a very like – like this movie takes place over like mostly a few hours, <laughs> like really. Um, yeah. So it's fine. Like how much growth are you going to have in a few hours? It's kind of weird. Like I don't need this, a ton. This movie? Yeah. Fallen Kingdom? No. No, no. I mean they they sleep and it's like a couple days. Mm, I don't know if it's – I mean maybe. I think I think the DPG and the phone call oh, that, and Lockwood yeah, happen in one day. I said most of the movie is a, is a few hours. Like aside from the opening where there's definitely a discrepancy there, it's definitely days. 
um, because I don't even know where the, where Owen lives versus where yeah. Lockwood's mansion is and where uh, – they're obviously in San Francisco. So they move up to northern California and then maybe to like the Midwest or so, whoever knows. I don't know where Owen lives. But so there's definitely time going on there. But as far as like when the action takes place, when they go in that plane to the end of Lockwood Mansion, like That's not not days. a whole lot of time. Two days. Yeah. So it's, it's like it, not that long. <laughs> 48 like, hours. Yeah. That's not many hours. Know. That's how many hours. You know, what, it's how, longer how much than have all you of changed Jurassic over world. the past two days? <laughs> Jurassic World was like – a, a day like eight hours like a yeah, workshop yeah even less and there i guess there was more growth so i don't know maybe i'm what i'm talking about doesn't matter at all but um i don't know to me personally i don't need a ton of growth um but others do so yeah, yeah it's just I'm, me I'm personally on that, i'm on that too that's why i think we disagree on a lot of things with this movie because what was it we we were totally in disagreement with when you said oh i feel a total opposite about it um oh the um was. uh what was it it was something – it was like two I'm, hours ago we talked about it. I know. Um, it was something. But I wonder if that plays into it as well of what we go for. Man, what was it? I can't remember. Uh, it's going to bug me now. <laughs> we got to listen to it back. I don't remember. But I wonder if that's a gross thing that um, I oh – Oh, my gosh. Oh, the T-Rex yeah. going into oh, the cage. Oh, the T-Rex going um, – okay, maybe not. That, does, that doesn't count. That T Rex grows nope. a lot in this movie. You know, by the end <laughs> of the movie, she, well, no, she actually doesn't at all. She's been striking poses since 1993, huh. so <laughs> she's character. not changed ever. She's uh, she just still like loves Malcolm. goats, you know. That's it. Consistency. <laughs> That's a consistent character there. But um, but yeah, I definitely go for the for the character struggles, the character developments, the character involvement. Because I, you know, I've always said Jurassic Park is a character. A movie, a person movie, a moral movie, and the dinosaurs are just set pieces and props and animals that yeah. they're dealing with. And I agree, I want that to follow through, and it, it didn't really do that for me here. Yeah, I, I, I can get that. I like I said, I, I agree that it doesn't really change. Like nothing really happens. Um, you know, yeah, like it's they a transition skim over. movie. If they skim over I, everything, I, it's a transition, definitely. Yeah, yeah. So hopefully, we see some change, but I don't think will get a lot of change in their characters <laughs> moving forward. I don't really think so. I, I don't know. No. I feel like movies these days, characters don't change too much from movie to movie, especially except, big tentpole action movies. Except in between the movie where they don't explain <laughs> anything and you're all automatically in a DPG office. You're like, wait, what? I missed the entire change. Yeah. <laughs> like, what What was this? When, I need I need someone to write me a book in those three years. Like, Tess, come on. Write, write the book in yeah, those three seriously. years. I'll, well, I'll take I, that book. I think like – as far as the change between like the her, um, you know, becoming this uh, dinosaur like protection person, like I, I don't. Outside of that, I don't feel like her, she changed that much, to be honest. Like, because she she knew how to handle herself and she knows how to handle herself. It's just like that emotional disconnect that changed, right? I'm still trying to figure this out because. I don't see I, – I made it in my mind that, okay, yeah, it's the same character, same personality, yes, yes, yes. And then I go back and watch a little bit of Jurassic World and I'm like, no, 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 no. This is this is different. Um, I, I'm still not – I'm still not prepared to answer that question. I'm yeah. not there. I, I haven't watched enough. I haven't thought about this enough. I haven't watched both movies enough to really answer that. Yeah. But I will in the yeah. future. The, the first – 
like half of the movie maybe I, I could get on board with what you're saying like she she is very different of a character but i feel, I feel like by the time like she she's uh you know ties a shirt around her waist and is basically like he's like what is this she's like i'm ready to go like from that moment on i feel like she's the claire that we see throughout the rest of the series does that make sense i think um, so yes but i don't really think that's her in fallen kingdom i don't i'm not no. seeing it again i have to see him more so but you know what part i really like is when she's at the desk with Eli and he's doing his little picture thing and he's like telling her how many they could save and how it's illegal to do this, but they can sell them anyway. And her, that, that is my Claire right there when she's, when she's at the desk and he, he's telling her about her park and she's like, I know, I know, I know. And he's like all this stuff. And then, then she's like really, really into it. Like there's a lot going on in there I'm, and that's what I missed. I'm pretty sure there's a moment at that desk where her eyes light up so much mm -hmm. and i'm like that is the best like she yeah i yeah. love her acting in this movie yes. it's so fantastic yes that um and also when she's on the phone like there's a lot going on there as well but um but yes that desk oh that's one of my favorite 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 scenes it's a great um, desk for, for claire yeah it's it's got like digital desk. screen embedded into the desk i mean it, the desk is fantastic like, that part right there is what I wanted in my conspiracy. That's where I wanted it to. That's, and I felt it. The dynamic was there. The energy and the chemistry was there for it. And everything I wanted in this movie was potentially there you know in what? that scene. And it didn't go there. But I felt what I wanted there. And I love it for that reason. I think we need Sick Triceratops to edit like a trailer, like a mock trailer of like a very sinister plot with Claire and, and Mills and make it a very so dark good. trailer, you know, it based around so that scene, the desk. And well, that's what the, oh, the title gosh. of the movie, Jurassic world, the desk. It would be so good. That's the movie <laughs> I wanted to happen. Cause then, cause she looks so stupid in this movie. Cause there's no twist. It's like, Oh, well, I'm dumb. I didn't see that coming. And Oh man, it was all a lie. And all this. But I'm like, Oh my goodness. Not why couldn't we just, why couldn't we have just dug deeper in here and made a really deep story within it and have, you would have had your stakes in there i want and that desk scene i thought we were going there i i was like we're going there and we were almost there it I, don't, was potential. I don't see it as stupid and, and like dumb i think she really believed mills and the way i see yeah. mills is so charismatic like just the way he like he comes down those stairs and he starts telling his story and he's very like very charming and I, I think, like, you believed him. I believed him. He showed us the island right there in front of us, whether that island exists or not. Like, he showed it to us and he said, this is – we're going we're gonna to save them, Claire. Uh, uh, you know, me and you together, we're going to take them back to this, you know, reserve and just let them live. And but I believed I, him, you know, even I, though I knew he I was a bad guy. I, I'm like, I believed him. I did, but I didn't want her to fully because I – she's – she's done business she knows business people how they are you can't just take them for face value all the time you can't be that naive you can't just expect him to pop up out of nowhere and have the best intentions and say i'm going to give you everything you want just because i'm a nice person like you can't believe that she should know that she should have at least taken it with a grain of salt and had a little bit of doubt but still played to it and been like okay well maybe this is good but i can't fully show all of my cards to him mm -hmm. um i feel like she should have been smarter than that just for Maybe. who she is and what she's done 
and I wanted that. I didn't want her to fall into that trap completely blind, and that's exactly what happened. But at that same time, in that sequence, she is super smart because she recognizes him from years and years ago, and she knows him. So she has this relationship, somewhat relationship there, that she knows the guy, she knows who he is, and... I don't know. Maybe that influenced her, her, you know, blindness in that situation yeah. to this. And I think the extravagance of Lockwood at the same time, like his his mansion, John Hammond on the wall, like it's alluring. And and she believed into that scenario that it was real because they have the funds to do this. They have the ability to do this. Why wouldn't Lockwood help? I mean, he would have. He he was intending to. Um, right. But. Um, you know, why not believe them? I, I, I would believe it, I think, myself, too. So I, I can't fault her for that, but um, I don't know. Maybe it was It, it would have made it more interesting if she didn't just fully go with it, I think. But I do I, – that death scene is, is very, very good. I like the Claire that I see in that death scene. I wish that was the Claire I got in the entire movie, actually. Um, but, um, yeah, I don't know. I'm still feeling it out. I'm still figuring it out. I, I love a lot of this movie. I love for what it is. But when I think about what I wanted and I got like none of that, then I'm just like, oh, it's not It's not a bad movie. It's just not my movie, I guess. Interesting. Like you still sound like you, you're not loving it. So, Oh, it's so strange, isn't it? I don't Seven know. Seven times I mean, and you don't love it. I know. You know, though, I love it, though. When I'm, Like the volcano sequence is so good and the gyrosphere sequence is so good. And I like a lot of – I like Claire a lot. What she had in this movie, I have no problems with. I even said that on the spoiler thing that we did originally. I was like, I have no problems with her and I still have no problems with her. Um, oh, and her coming out I, on the roof was so good. I love that. To be honest, oh my so god, good. that's not her. That's script. That's not. That's not. That's not her personality. That's just a script convenience. So that is not her fault. But <laughs> that is the script <laughs> fault. But um, I I don't have problems with her. I just wish it was more elaborated and it was, it was just more of what I wanted to see. Okay. I guess. Let's break down that. Roof I don't know. for a second. I, I, I want to talk about mm-hmm. this roof. Oh my goodness. So you just you don't like the fact that she just comes out of nowhere, right? With the gun in hand and she saves the day? Yeah. So and and at this point in the movie, her leg has been stabbed through. Like her mm-hmm. like upper thigh or something like that, right? It was like pretty big gash by the uh Indoraptor. Yeah. Um yeah. so she's definitely hobbled and there was quite a bit of time in between there, I would say. So Obviously, it's all assumption that she just figured, hey, I can't just sit here. I'm not going to sit here under this pile of debris from this, uh, you know, uh, little scene that they put together in the mansion. So she gets up, goes, hears the chaos going on in, in Maisie's room, climbs out the window, I guess, right, and just finds them. But there's a lot to assume, you know, right? That's all that happened. There's not a ton to assume. I, I mean, I don't know what I'm exactly saying, but... She, you just know that she goes from point A to point B. Why do you, we don't need much else, right? I don't like that she goes from point A to point B. I wish I don't know what they could have done with what they did do, and I don't know how. I can't fix it. I I would have had to move that whole thing somewhere else. I don't really know, but I don't like. I, I, why did she even? What was the point of her leg getting hurt? It played no point in the movie because she was able to climb up all these stairs and do all this stuff. So I don't really know why. She got hurt other than to make a, a kiss scene. Like, that's the only thing I can think of of why they wouldn't hurt her leg for. 
So it didn't matter at all. Mm-hmm. Um, it actually, again, ruins my roof scene because that doesn't make sense to me how she can get up there. And how did she know where Maisie's room was? How did she know where the stairs were? Like, Follow the screens. Maisie... Huh? <laughs> you don't know the Lost what? World that well. I just quoted the Lost oh. World. I said, oh, Follow okay. the screams. You know? That oh, they're trying yeah. to find it's the T-Rex. Still... And, yeah. Okay. But, but Owen and Maisie had to like slide down a roof to even get there. They had to climb on a window and slide down a roof. And now, would Claire have to do that same exact path? Of climbing out a window and sliding down there, she, her legs like hurt. How is she doing all this? We're gonna have to take a look at the like uh, the blueprints of that mansion to see where she could have gotten out the window and gotten on that yeah. roof. I think that might help, but I don't know. I'm I'm okay to make the logical uh, conclusion that she just went out the window, any window, and just found them and just helped them. And you know, God. I don't know. Would you would you like personally? Would you sit there and let it happen, or would you help? Because I, I don't know. I feel like I'd probably be like, my leg hurts really bad, but I can't let them die. Um, Me, I would probably be Franklin. I would I'd be a terrible <laughs> person to take on there. But Claire, Claire, yeah, I could see her trying to help, but I don't know if that was the best way to do it and write it in. It was too convenient. There was nothing creative about that. No, I mean, it, it 100% could have happened without her there. But also, you're, you're, you're just going to let Owen get all the credit? Is that what you're gonna do, or you, you're not? You're not happy that Claire at least got half the credit there. Uh, yes, but I wish it was more creative <laughs> and done differently. Yeah, I just yeah. You know, it could have. It could have literally just been blue that helped. It could have been anything. It could. It could have oh, just been we... the glass that cracked. Um, but again, I, I'm not here to change the movie because it already happened. Because uh, then but... it's like they wanted her to be the hero there, which is great. Fully support. But th- that they they did it in a way that was just the most easy, convenient, uncreative way. They're like, oh, well, we're on this roof and we want her to save him. So we'll just make her show up. Yeah. Oh, oh, really quick. Oh, my gosh. It should be six hours long. Um, did you hear or anyone listening hear about the um, scene that was the ending that was originally written? It was a little different where when Claire gets hurt, there's a scene there where they leave, Owen leaves, and it comes back to her, and she finds Iris, like, dying. Like, the Interruptor got her. And um, she told Claire who Maisie is. The clone story happened, was revealed there. Huh. Um, instead of later with Eli. Like, it, that scene was different. Did you hear about that? No, I, I don't know if I like that any more so than the way it was revealed. To be honest, I feel like again that would just like you're you're at the climax of the movie. At least when Mills says it, it's a little bit earlier. Um, so I don't know. Yeah, I don't I, know if it would have worked as well at the very end of the movie. I would have. I know. I I would have to see it in full context of yeah. in, in the film in general. But that's an interesting thing that she would have had an extra scene there, and that Iris would have died like telling her about little girl it would have been out of place because then if we go back to the roof and then Claire gets the roof and then all of a sudden i don't know it would have been a weird thing but that's an interesting way to look at it that reveal yeah i, I don't, don't know. know i'm okay with it <laughs> i like the roof I scene know. i like the mirroring of of sarah harding it, uh, you know i like that i like how it kind of reflects uh, her tranking the t-rex and the lost world it's kind of nice uh, <sighs> I don't know. Stop making me hate this movie. I don't hate it. Okay. I don't hate it. But the more we talk about 
it. I'm. You I'm hate not it. it. I don't hate it because when I watch it, I enjoy it. I'm having a good time. Like I really, after seeing it just a couple days ago, I was like, oh man, that is a good movie. Like that is a really good movie. But then when we talk about the problems, when we talk about what I'd rather see, then I don't like it as much. That's but why in you can't the movie and watching it that's in the my, moment, I'm like, that's my it. like suggestion is don't do that. You're just going to ruin it for yourself. But with Jurassic World, that doesn't happen. Like we could talk about Jurassic World from here until eternity and I will not hate it. I cannot find anything wrong with that. That bothers me that much. Yeah. I love well, that Well, that's – yeah. I, I mean I, I could nitpick all these movies apart and just say like you could do this better or that better. But it's not going to do you any good. You know? It's, but I don't it's know really... if I could find that with Jurassic World. That's my thing. No. I, like I can't find something that would be like, oh, I wish that was done better because then I'd like it more. And then I'd be like, oh, well, maybe it wasn't a good movie because they didn't do that. I don't have that with Jurassic World hmm. nearly as much as I have it with this one. Okay. I, I which mean, is interesting. Fair. Yeah. I don't know. I I just choose to not do that as much as possible because I've learned the hard way in a way. And and this movie and The Last Jedi and stuff like that, there have been like rough goes, you know, seeing movies for the first time. So I don't know. You just got to kind of watch the movie that is on screen and not, um, you know, create your own version. And that's hard when you're talking about them all the time, you know. And the, talking about movies and doing a podcast, you tend to rely on negative aspects. It's easier to discuss because we could sit here all day and be like, oh, yeah, I liked it. It was good. I, it was a good movie. I liked it. But, like, that doesn't tell anybody anything. So it's easier yeah. to nitpick um, than I mean, praise. As a movie as a whole and as a film as a whole and for what it's doing and try to do – I enjoy it. I like it. I can sit there and watch it and I fully love it. And at the end, I'm like, oh, this is a great movie. But as I said, when we go into the details and what we like, what we didn't like and all of that, it doesn't hold up as strong for me. But as a movie itself and what it was and what it is and how it was written, I don't, I, I enjoy it. I, I, I don't hate it by any standards. It's fine. Good. So, Amy, did that answer your question? Yeah. <laughs> What the heck was her question? My goodness, I don't even Honestly, remember. I think that was a 40-minute answer to one question. <laughs> that was an entire podcast worth of answers. That was like a therapy session. That's like oh, – I, I aim to have a lot of discussions be 40 minutes on this podcast, and that was that was one question. I don't know how that even just happened. No. I mean, we got a lot to talk about. That's why. Like, we haven't really – sat down and discussed this with each other at all because we had no. that quick thing after the movie and then we haven't discussed this so we're having a, a full-on question answer session with everybody and with each other <laughs> yeah I, honestly i feel like we could probably we probably skimmed over a lot and and probably could do this a lot longer uh it's over you know two two hours and 40 minutes so we might we'll as be well be doing this for the next yeah. we'll be doing this for a while now <laughs> for a while so thank you so much, everybody, for, for uh, calling and writing in. <laughs> um, if you want to do this another, you know, three hours next month, uh, make sure to uh, – I don't even know. What, 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 what do people do? They, they email us at JurassicParkPod at gmail.com. And mostly you please call us at uh, 732-825-7763 or do like a lot of people did here today and email us an MP3, you know, just – Hit the record button on your phone. Every phone basically has that app. So just uh, record it, send it over to us. Um, 
What else? What else can you do? I don't know. Hit us up on Twitter, anywhere else, and let us know what you think. And uh, we're going to be discussing this for a long time. So we've got three years, guys. Settle in. Get ready. And uh, where can everybody uh, find you online, Jen? Oh, you could find me at Jennifer underscore Lynn 89 and at my home, the Bryce Dallas Howard Network at BDH Network, where I will be every single day for the rest of my life. Probably. <laughs> sad. It's so sad. Oh, my gosh. Well, you know what? It's worth it. So, yeah, a lot of work, but it's worth it. <laughs> well, it's been fun, but uh, let's get out of here. What do you say? Gone. See ya. We'll get, what was next month? August? We'll see you in August. Is that right? Yeah, August. <laughs> Wait, really? Is it seriously going to be August? Yeah, the this next, is July. Oh, my gosh. What? Oh, gosh. What is happening? Where's I don't know. Go? August. It's, yeah, it's almost over. Actually, we oh, still got God. a little while left, I think, but we're good. So in oh. August, the nobody cares about these movies anymore, so we're going to sit in. We're going to talk about them. So. Yep. Oh, we got the clear book one before then. True. Which will be fun. Yes. So pay attention to that. We got a lot of stuff coming up. We had a lot of stuff that just happened. So go back and listen if you guys skipped out. And uh, I hope you didn't listen to this and haven't seen the movie because we just spoiled everything. So, yeah. We'll see you guys in August. Peace out. All right. Bye. Make sure to visit JurassicParkPodcast.com to find all of our past episodes, brand new news articles, information on how to contact us, and much more. It's a great source for everything related to the podcast and, of course, Jurassic Park and Jurassic World. Head to JurassicParkPodcast.com and help us build a great community. Thanks for listening to the 157th episode of the Jurassic Park Podcast. Of course, a big thanks to Jen for joining me for the July Jurassic Mailbag. As always, we had a ton of fun. Obviously, we recorded for two hours and 40 minutes and could have kept going. I hope you all enjoyed it just as much as we did. And don't forget to start calling in for the next Jurassic Mailbag. Call our voicemail line at 732-825-7763. Send us a voice memo to our email, JurassicParkPod at gmail.com. And message us via our contact form on JurassicParkPodcast.com. If you want to interact with us, we do most of our work over on Twitter at Jurassic Park Pod. We're also on Facebook at Facebook.com slash Jurassic Park Podcast. And our Instagram handle is at Jurassic Park Podcast. You can listen to us via Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, YouTube, our website, or wherever else podcasts are found. So make sure to subscribe to automatically get new episodes every week. If you haven't already, please give us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. It will seriously help out our rankings and make it easier for Jurassic fans like you to find us. Don't forget to check out JurassicParkPodcast.com to find everything you heard here today. If you want to get a hold of us, you can email us with any news stories, MP3s, comments, or if you want to debut a segment of your own, send them to JurassicParkPod at gmail.com. Or you could submit questions directly on our website contact form. If you'd like to record something for the show, send it in to us and we'll feature it in an upcoming episode. If you don't have any way to record, you can give our voicemail line a call and leave us a message. That number is 732-825-7763. Thanks for listening and enjoy. No, I'm, I'm simply saying that life uh, finds a way. 
You will remember to wash your hands before you eat anything. Five minutes. Drop what you're doing and leave now.